simple podcast in which we listen to punk hardcore metal and adjacent music that people send in to us it's typically our first time hearing the releases in question and we just honestly react to whatever it is that we're hearing sometimes we like stuff sometimes we don't but it is not our goal here to be critics or make objective value judgments Um, even if we don't like something we encourage people to go out and support the things that they do enjoy we in no way wish to influence your own listening habits uh, except by putting stuff in front of you and encouraging you to engage with it the format of the show is that we have 10 bands in the queue every week. We roll some dice, and we usually get through between five and seven of them, and that's all there is to it. Um, we played, our band played our first uh, out-of-town show in like three years last Stunk night. Stunk it up. In South Bend. It went really well. Uh, had a good time. We should probably do that more often. Yeah. I, as I was telling you before we started recording, um, <clears throat> you know, I, was, I saw a few videos that people took, and I thought, man, we sounded good. And at, at the risk of uh, sounding like a pompous dick, I thought to myself, in fact, I think this is as good as you would want a band of this genre to sound. I think that we're a really good band. And then I thought about the fact that I think we're hobbled only by ourselves. And, and our gear and our and our, our selves. And um, the fact that we have two members that can't tour, one that just doesn't want to, <laughs> to tour or, yeah. or play out-of-town shows also, at all. Also the fact that, it's imminently self-destructive, right? For sure, at at all moments, right? Right, yeah, exactly. I just thought, what a what a hilarious dichotomy that is. That I'm like, hey, I think we're making really good music here, but there's not a chance that we ever do anything outside of the basement oh, with well, this. What can you do, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. So you had something that you just brought to my attention. I don't, I don't even know if I want to talk about it because now I'm I'm trying to. So um, let me let me front load this by saying, yeah. I feel stupider every day. <laughs> Yo, me too. Right? Yeah. I seem to be less able to um, um, make sense mm-hmm. of the uh, reality, or I'm even starting to believe maybe in simulation. Right, right. Sure, sure. It's just like, getting wilder. Of the shit that goes on around me. Like, yeah. I don't consider myself a stupid person. No. But I see stuff that just absolutely baffles me. Yeah, I feel and, and bewildered. Ti- yeah. Tires me to the point that I don't even I don't even want to engage it to figure out why. And my and my I think the, the for me the 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 difficult part of that is because I feel largely the same way. I'm I'm you know a decade or so behind you in the process, but I would say maybe I'm advanced beyond my years in that regard. But like my issue is that I can't parse out whether or not that's just aging and this is the thing that every generation experiences or if like really the world is from an objective standpoint getting wilder and much tougher to decode and far and more absurd far and far far more absurd with each passing day you know yeah 
Yeah. So yeah, I just I just don't I don't uh um no comprende. Yeah, sure. Right? Yeah. And and, and I find myself detaching and not even uh intellectually curious to to comprehend. Right, yeah. Right. And um one of those things I was just reading to you before uh we got on on air. Mm-hmm. Right, on the ever reliable lambgoat.com. I figured that was a lambgoat article, yeah. Right. I check in there once in a while, see what memes are trending. Right? Sure. Yeah. What heavy metal and hardcore memes are, are hot and new. Right. And uh, here we have uh, Lamb of God's Randy Blythe and Devil Driver's Des Fafara <laughs> backing a new cryptocurrency currency coin, Chakra coin. Right. Which they say, let me, let me read some of this gobbledygook to you right here. Yeah. It is a deflationary token allowing for passive income generation. The core of Shocker, the core Shocker coin team pledged to donate a portion of the profits to various causes and hope to encourage the whole world to do the same. Right. I That sentence doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> no. I don't really know what the definition of a deflationary currency is. Right. Um, other than that, it's probably the opposite of inflationary. And and here's my point. I think it, I guess that means it accrues value instead of losing it over time. If I had to, I, if I, I had guess. to apply, that's or, what I, that's what I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. But but how do they know that? Sure. It doesn't even exist. Right, right, right. It's purely hypothetical. It's purely hypothetical, right? Yeah. I made diamonds that get bigger the more you think about them, <laughs> right? Yeah. And they're worth more over time. Right. All I got to do is find somebody to believe what I just said and buy said diamonds from me. Right, sure. And you won't see them, and you'll never hold them in your hand, but trust that they are held secure in a digital wallet for you. Right. And I have them. Yeah. (laughs) Right? They're here. Yeah, for sure. Demo diamonds. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Yeah. And I, so just reading that kind of made my brain melt, Mm -hmm. right? And then, um, you know, Listen, I, I'm not about to um, poo-poo anybody's credentials here, right? Sure. I mean, obviously, devil driver. There's nothing <laughs> to sneeze at, right? <laughs> yeah. Right? Lamb of God, right? Uh-huh. Say what you will, but uh, hey, they've been on the big stage, right? <laughs> Maybe they know a thing or two about uh, uh, fake economic shit. <laughs> Maybe, I'll yeah. tell you who doesn't. Uh-huh. Me. I know Randy Blythe was uh, implicated in a manslaughter case in Poland. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. Well, that's what somebody said. Is isn't one of this guy? Uh, isn't one of this guy a murderer? <laughs> um, but here, here's what here's what Blythe says. Yeah, the potential of blockchain technology, including DeFi and cryptocurrencies, to create a more equitable system of wealth distribution is extremely intriguing to me. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it is. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Yeah, right. Like. You you had said that this sounds like uh, you know an MLM. Yeah, yeah, multi level marketing. It, yeah, it just it it doesn't even sound like that because, like MLM at least it seems like they tell you like, hey, here's some oils you can buy and you own them and you have them uh-huh. and you can sell them. Yeah, exactly. This, what do you, what is it? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah. And I was also pointing out to you about, you know, the just the simple fact that even like far more reputable charitable organizations are notoriously hard to track in terms of the paper trail of their actual donations, where the money is going to, if it is actually being all allocated to the um, stated purposes. Right. So I, I don't know that I necessarily trust trust um, the vocalist of Devil Driver and Lamb of God to, to like be fully on the up and up with their charitable efforts. You know, well, I'm going to tell you right now yeah that one chakra coin mm-hmm. is worth 
$2,205444. Okay. So one shocker coin is that? worth. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I got you. Worth uh, two-tenths of a penny. Uh-huh. Well, that, that actually seems kind of remarkably high to start out because I feel like um, like the Shiba Inu coin was like way, way lower. But well, see, like to me, I, I have such a, a loose grasp on like cryptocurrency as a concept that I don't know how you would even determine value beyond like imaginary market forces of like supply and demand and like false scarcity yeah, I mean, I know that there's like ostensibly like this stuff is mined and it utilizes real world resources. Like, and it's a massive energy drain to it's, mine it, this it's, stuff. It's, it's it's so goddamn nihilistic. Like, yeah, my limited understanding of it is that uh, you know it's 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 extraordinarily nihilistic. And here's the thing, I don't care enough to pursue a no. deeper understanding of it. No, no. So, no. I just brought it up because I think it's funny that uh, Lamb of God and Devil Driver are offering a cryptocurrency. Sure. I'm not really interested in its success or failure because here's the thing. Right. All this stuff mm -hmm. seems to assume that uh, this digital gobbledygook we rely on yeah. is going to be around a whole lot longer. Right. <laughs> right I don't right. think it is. It's a big assumption, right? It's a pretty big assumption. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know, man. My, that sort of shit just makes my fucking brain fall apart thinking about it. And it makes me weep, right? <laughs> yeah. It just makes me weep at... Um, uh, I guess just how uh, it, it's it's so symptomatic of just like uh, things getting worse. Yeah, for sure. So so to to spin off into my own sort of uh, like dystopian anecdote real quick before we jump into the show, uh, Zaven, my girlfriend, was looking for something kind of mindless to put on in the background while she did some work. Travis and Scott. No, it was not Travis Scott. It was not the Travis Scott <laughs> stampede. <laughs> but but I will say that the but Travis Scott doing the robot from on high while <laughs> while people are being crowd surfed dead yeah. out of his yeah that was an incredible video <laughs> right right but no it was it's not the Travis Scott thing it was she brought my attention to something that I actually wouldn't let her show me yeah. because the concept and just like the screen grab alone I was like no 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 she was like here let me show you and I said I don't want to see this turn it off please. So, like every white woman in America, like, you know, she's at least passingly interested in, in true crime, right? Um, and, like, somehow, she not, like, to her credit, she does not like this at all. She just knows that it exists. There is obviously, like, the also the YouTube phenomenon of, like, young women doing makeup tutorials, right? Which is, like, a real a very successful internet market like you can corner that that niche and like make a lot of money doing it and it's literally you just get good at applying makeup of sure. various types and then make videos of yourself doing it and talking and being personable well there's a mashup of those two things in which women do makeup tutorials but they also talk about true crime cases so they're talking it's it's so crass and like <laughs> horrific so it's like a woman doing like a full face of fucking clown makeup you know while talking about like a child that was murdered and like a cold case you know and like that's and they're like fucking 45 minute long videos of a girl being like hey what's up guys you know click like and subscribe and like putting on lipstick and eyeshadow where they're like and then 
The body was found right down the road. It was stabbed 29 times. There is possible asphyxiation, and they still don't know who did it. And the eyeshadow palette that I'm using is like... No, wait a second. Yeah. How... What did they stab? What did they choke the baby to death and then stab it? I, I was just, I was just, I was just speaking extemporaneously. Sounds that's like not a fucking something an animal. Would do. <laughs> that's not an exact, an actual like something an animal like Travis Scott. Would do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not an actual example, but you know what I mean. Um, so she, yeah, she started to play a video, and I was like, no, I don't want to see this. Just the fact that I know about it has affected me negatively. So here's the thing, right? Yeah, right. Travis Scott. Sure. Doing their fucking robot, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are dropping like flies, (laughs) right? Yeah. Somebody tries to grab his shoe, right? Uh It's already a powder keg. And what does he do? He thinks somebody tries to grab his shoe. Yeah. Right? Um, Because he exposed himself to the fucking animals that are his fans. Like, (laughs) what do you expect? Of course, they're going to try to grab your fucking kicks, retard. Yeah. Right? Sure. And uh, what does he do in this powder keg? incites a riot and tells his people to attack this person, right? Right, sure. And they do. Yeah. Right? Des Fafara and uh-huh. Randy Blythe. Yeah. Dipping their toes into the cryptocurrency market. I wouldn't even say dipping their toes. I'm going to say jumping in whole hog. Yeah. Right? Sure. Uh, make up true crime tutorials. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. It really just goes to show you that we are no better. Like, like what I mean by not you and I, I'm better. Sure, 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 no doubt. Right, I'm better. <laughs> I assert now but I'm I mean, better. But I mean, the human animal cannot aspire to better. Because, oh, of course not. You know, no. every, every step we take is, uh, it seems to be, uh, every step we take forward also engenders about a million steps back. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah. Let me let me create this awesome, this awesome thing that uh, will change the world and then watch everybody burn the world with it. <laughs> Right. Yeah, for sure. Right. And I guess that's why I like it's starting to affect me at a point where I feel like I've got like early onset dementia. Or <laughs> yeah, no, like, d- no doubt. Like my brain can't comprehend what's going on. I get confused. I don't understand how anything works anymore. And then it's too exhausting for me to even think about getting off my ass. Right. And like trying to figure out how or sure. why. Like my intellectual curiosity, curiosity is just just diminished. And I feel like the fucking meme world that we live in is 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 eroding like my uh, cerebral white matter much in the way that Alzheimer's just destroys connections between neurons. Sure. I think I think also maybe this is like I maybe maybe this is the system at work on some level too because I've gone in the last decade from like a bright-eyed idealist who felt like People United could make serious impact. And I think that People United is the worst goddamn thing. I think thing. it's the worst. I think it's a powder keg just waiting to yeah. blow, right? And right. and I have no faith in people at all. And in fact, the entirety of my existence now is just centered around figuring out not how to to usurp the system, but how to game it well enough that I can have a comfortable enough life with my incredibly small social circle to just whittle away my years until death uh, in some relative level of comfort and happiness with no mind paid to the decay <laughs> or, see, around see, me. Right? My, my, mine, is, mine is not to change. My, mine is to escape almost because it's becoming right. more and more um, the... Uh, um, the path of the Kaczynski. <laughs> sure, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. More yeah. and more I think about that. You right. know, like, just leave me the fuck out of it. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> right, right, for sure. Get Do what you're going to do. Get it done with. Yeah. 
you know, and here's the thing, like people, I, I honestly, dude, I, I, I have never, I, I honestly, with yeah. a name like Travis Scott, I thought dude was a country singer. Sure. Yeah. With a name like Astro Fest in yeah, Texas. Astro World. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was a fucking country fest. Right. Yeah. And, you know, so I, I had no idea who this dude was before because I've learned since learned that like there was a McDonald's hamburger named after him. Yeah. Or as somebody brought, <laughs> somebody asked a, a very, <laughs> a very good question in the demo listen Facebook group. Or was Travis Scott named after the hamburger? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> and like, so I, I, this person was not even on my radar. I've said before, right. name me one pop star. I couldn't tell you. Right? Sure, well, yeah, I yeah. could tell you to have Travis Scott. Right. And I can tell you from the video that I, I watch, he sounds like a robot saying yeah over and over and over. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah, right? yeah On yeah. top of PA. That's that's my extent of, of the knowledge. But everybody's like shitting on him because all this shit that he did. And it's uh -huh. like, well, you, you, yeah, but, yeah, but you know he's a piece of shit. Sure. And you you still went to his show, right? Yeah, right? right. And you still crushed your fellow human being to get close to this piece of shit, and you still responded to his command, right? Yeah. So who's the real piece of shit? <laughs> For sure, right? yeah, right. I mean, you know, look in the mirror, fuckface. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I don't know, man. It seems like like who's a reflection of who? Travis got a reflection of his crowd, or is his crowd a reflection of him? Well, to quote Obi Wan Kenobi, "Who's the more foolish, the fool or the fool fool who follows him?" That's right? true. <laughs> there you Just go. unbelievable. I, I, yeah, unbelievable, man. So whatever, fuck. I mean, I, you know, I wanted to start this episode on a bit of a, a cheerier note. <laughs> we we didn't get that. Right. That's uh, we're not mission right. accomplished on I'm that. I'm tired of being. I'm tired of being a fucking curmudgeon, and I don't want yeah. to get the rep that I am. Well, <laughs> it's about it's about two years too late for that in terms of this show, yeah, see, and I, it's about it's about forty four years too late. No, but anybody that knows me knows that I'm not a curmudgeon. That's true. I have a very good time with you. Right. 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 So I don't want I don't want to get the rep that I'm curmudgeon. I'll, that doesn't mean that I want folks to think that like, um. I'm a nice guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, trying I to tread a really I delicate I still, I still like being left alone. I right. still like my an anonymity and stuff sure. as much as I can. You know what I mean? But it's right. like, it's a mask, right? Yes. I got to put on a mask sometimes. Like, I don't want my neighbor, to, I don't want my fucking neighbors to know what I do and talk to me. Right, yeah. Right? I don't want people in the street to know what I do and, and like have any knowledge of me. I want sure. no one to know anything about me. If, if it were me, if I could disappear without leaving a single vestige of my existence, yeah, right, fine. Well, I think about that sometimes, I, and we've talked about it somewhat, and I've talked about it with our friend Josh too about how like you know obviously I have no rose-colored glasses in in regards to the past culturally, but one thing that was beautiful was that if a man wanted to disappear. It was very possible. Yeah. You could move to a new town, a new country, change your name, and nobody would be any the wise. Not, yeah. No one would be any the wiser. You know what I mean? And that is an enviable. Uh, it's an enviable possibility yeah. that you know that because that possibility no longer exists. Right. You're, you're trackable. You've left a record. You're here. Somebody's well, going to figure out who the fuck you are. It exists a bit more for some of us than others. That's true. But yeah, you know, it's just kind of I don't know, man. It's I, so so anyway. I want to get the rep that I'm a fucking curmudgeon. Right? Sure, yeah. I thought let's start the note with a few laughs. Right, right, we'll have right. some laughs about things we don't understand. Uh -huh. Right? Maybe, maybe who knows? Maybe something called chakra coin is completely legit. Maybe, but right? probably not. Right? Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm the one that's wrong about my observations of everything around me. Let's have a laugh about it. And instead, it's more doom and gloom. <laughs>
I got to turn over a new leaf. The new year's coming up, so we gotta. I gotta fucking turn over a new leaf. <laughs> this is probably the fourth or fifth turn over a new leaf on the show. But I will say, it's been a while. I've seen a marked improvement since the beginning. We're not telling people to, and some people, I'm sure that we've shed some listeners because of this. But we're not really telling people to kill themselves anymore. Well, that's because um, we haven't had cause, right? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So we we said we said that we were going to reserve that right for when it's needed right exactly right yeah I I, I want to roll out the big guns when the situation calls for it not so, sooner so let's see if we get to roll out the big guns tonight you know what it actually looks like a pretty damn good cue tonight so let's get into it so first up we have got uh, burning wind this is a submission from Gabe who uh, used to play in the band Host, actually. Okay. Uh, we had Host at the Harrison House many years ago. Sure. I liked them a lot, and we actually just kind of talked about Host on a Patreon episode not yep. that long ago because you brought to the table a split that they did with another band. Keep your opinions to yourself. Keep your opinions Coyote. to yourself. Coyote. Coyote, that's right. Yeah, keep your opinions to yourself. Um, so we didn't actually listen to any of Host's music, but I remember thinking that they were a good live band, and I corresponded with their voca vocalist Matthew for a little bit after mm -hmm. the show. Um, I've been talking to Gabe a little bit here and there. He's been listening to the show, and uh, this is his new band. Uh, as it the, the name and the art uh, already lets you know this is like motorhead slash new wave of british heavy metal influence punk stuff yep then we have a band whose name i can only imagine is pronounced uh chow or shao it's x-a-i-o i don't know um the release is pain and this was really uh this was submitted to us by aj um he said it's like i think he said it, it's like maybe pv leaning Heavy, hardcore, but I, I don't know. Then we have got Pink Pout with their self-titled uh, debut EP. This is a band from Battle Creek, Michigan. It was sent to me by Shay, who said that he thinks we will like this more than his other bands that we roasted. I know he played in a band called Guardrail that we listened to yeah. fairly early on in the show that we didn't like. I can't remember what other band you played in, Shay. My bad. I also don't know what the fuck uh, a Pink Pout is, but maybe we will like this band more. Then we've got Alien Nose Job which, with HC452. Um, this is a band, well, actually, I think it's a solo. No, no, no. The, yeah, yeah, I think this is a solo project um, out of um, uh, Melton, Australia. I know Iron Lung has put out at least one yeah, of his they, bands they've releases. Been, they've, been, they've been, in the past, like, we'll say year and a half, mm -hmm. right? They've had some some uh, some hype. Yeah, they have. I've uh, I've seen this name and I've just somehow they're pretty good. I've not gotten around. Like to listen, I've I've not gotten around to listening to this yet. This was sent in by Blake and I think maybe a couple other people sent it our way as well. Then we have got Ancient Necromancy with their Diabolical Forest Alchemy demo. Um, so this is this came to us uh, like a while back. It's been sitting in there. So I think this actually got in before the cutoff. Um, it's just like it's been sitting in the queue for a long enough, so it's our bad that we didn't get to it. Um, this was sent in by Zimimer Z or Zymimar Records. I don't know. I do know that he was uh, very explicit. He didn't give his name. He just was, uh, he pointed out that he has no affiliation whatsoever with the band or the label, that this is just some raw black metal, and he wanted to get it, see how we felt about it. Um, okay. So I guess, you know, We'll lead with the caveat that this is raw raw black metal from Origins Unknown, so <laughs> could be sketchy. Who knows? 
Then we have got Bad Anxiety with their demonstration. This was sent in by Hampton, who plays in Judy and the Jerks and various other Hattiesburg bands. Uh, I believe that this is like a solo quarantine recording project that he did. It's like a four-song hardcore demo that um, they just recently released on tape. And then we have got Grave Ripper with Radiated Remains. This was sent in by Ty and is evidently an Indianapolis-based band, but I've not heard of them yet. I guess they, their demo just came out in July of 2019, so... I mean, considering there was a whole year, year and a half, that's kind of a wash. It makes sense that bands forming in 2019 might not be popping up on people's radars till now since they didn't have a whole lot of time to release shit and play shows. Then we have got Mutant Strain with their self-titled release. This is an LP that actually came out on Sorry State. It was mm -hmm. submitted by John Fett. This might be a John Fett winner. You know, he said it is rock and roll-based hardcore. It is good. I have this record. Okay, I've not listened to this yet. Then we have got MH Chaos, uh, a.k.a. Multiple Homefront Chaos, with their self-titled re release. This was sent in by uh, our homie Seth. Um, this is a Chicago, Illinois band that I th is, broadly speaking, like beat-down stuff, uh, heavy hardcore. Seth says the lyrics are dumb, but the riffs are good. We'll see. And then last up, we have got uh, Pig City with their split with ACDC. This is a band from Phoenix, Arizona. It was submitted by Zach Honeycutt. Um, and this is like he described it as PV grind leading metallic hardcore shit, uh, which you know if they're doing a split with ACDC that that makes sense. A band whose uh, whose meme name has um, guess Christ Devil's Children Antichrist Demon Core, <laughs> but you were pretty close. Oh, it's that ACDC. Yeah, I thought it was the other one. No, and, no, no, not the other one. Antichrist Demon Core. Their meme name has always kind of like. Um, mm -hmm put me off of them I ne I've never really I've listened to that band but like I, I don't care what Antichrist Demon Corps yeah is that a meme name or is that their actual name it, like, it is their actual name but it's like a dumb meme name you know what I mean it's just it's a stupid name it is it's not the best it's not great as much as uh we get on get on the uh we jump on the fucking crucifixion bandwagon sometimes yeah for sure it's just not it's not a funny name to like make you intentionally make the like uh the your band's name, maybe ACDC. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's always chewing delicious corn. Now that, now that's that. Now that's a band I would listen to, especially as a very big corn fan. I ate corn a couple times a week in my house. I had some delicious corn and bean salad from the health food shop. Mm. Oh, it blew my mind. That sounds good. You wouldn't think, right? Coming right. from a bunch of hippies like that is probably flavorless. Sure, tasted delicious. They make some good food at the co-op. Um, so let's roll the dice and see what's up first tonight. All right, see if it'll lift our spirits. Uh, nine. All right. <laughs> We're leading with the beatdown tonight. Okay. So this is uh, MH Chaos. You can find this at multiplehomefrontchaos.bandcamp.com. This is their self-titled release. This is a, a fairly, like, not a new band. They've been around for a few years now. I think their demo came out in, like, 2018. Um, and they've been kind of hype. They're just, like, I don't know, like, heavy beatdown adjacent hardcore is kind of having a moment right now where people are are interested in it and are having a good time with it. You I'm know? not. <laughs> no, not you. Certainly not. And not me, to for the, for the most part, not me either. Um I think we should just listen to, well, they have the song Natural Born Killer. Um, yes, they do. And we don't know play. what we're getting into. I do, actually. I have heard this band. Um, it not, you know, it, it, it didn't pique my interest, so I haven't really investigated further. Um, so this will be my first time really listening in earnest. So I guess let's just jump in where they want us to. So we're going to listen to the song Natural Born Killer by MH Chaos off of their self-titled EP. To choose between good and evil. The choice will never be yours. <laughs> 
heard the song natural born killer by mh chaos off of their self-title i'm not sure if this is an ep or an lp it's uh it's eight songs and they average between you know two and a half and three minutes long so it's a fair slice of music it's a fair slice of music right the only question i have for you nate is are you ready to step up to the bat no i'm not ready this and sure and this didn't help prepare me <laughs> no it sure didn't so listen as i've said many times on this show before i have at least marginally more of an affinity for music that falls into this realm of like heavy hardcore than you do, but it is marginal, right? I have a very small space in my head where bands like this can sort of like, it's like if I like one, I have to push out another one, right? Like I I don't have a whole lot of like patience or attention um, that I can give to this stuff, but especially when it's like bouncy and fun and metallic, like I like never ending game. I like, I like some of the classic stuff in this vein. Like, uh, I mean, to compare this to crown of thorns would be a disservice to crown of thorns but i like bouncy heavy metallic hardcore when it is at the top tier and i do think some of the riffs on this were fun and interesting rhythmically um it was it it at least kept it moving it didn't lean into like the beat down component musically as much as some other bands do that said the vocalist sounded like he is joking like when that right. not just the lyrics because the lyrics are again not as egregious as they could be stupid no doubt but like 
not as egregious as some stuff that we've run up against on this show. But, like, the actual vocal delivery blew my fucking mind. Like, it was deeply, deeply stupid. Yeah. I also, while we're on this topic of, like, bands that, you know, talk about, like, street shit, whatever, I was, like, I was listening to, like, Big L the other day, one of my favorite rappers of all time. Sure. And I was wondering why I think that kind of content and subject matter works so well within the context of like certain strains of rap and for me 99.9% of the time doesn't work at all in almost any form or iteration of heavy music because it's false I don't even know that it's because it's false because a lot of the shit because that that's actually precisely what I the, the sort of like operating or like the launching point of this sort of thought experiment I was doing because like a lot of rap stuff is like purely performative too sure. right yeah, absolutely and like like Big L is from the streets no doubt but like I mean he was talking about you know I'm going to snap into heaven with a Mac 11 and rape Christ. You know what I mean? Wow. Like he was like, there's all sorts of like satanic shit in there. And like, he's going to kill motherfuckers. And really his day to day life was probably like hanging out, eating cheeseburgers, going to the studio. Sure. Writing a cut, sure. having a normal ass life. You know what I'm and saying? Until he got shot. Until he got shot. Right. Sure. Right. But like, I think it really, so it, it's not falsehood, right? Because a lot of that stuff is very performative. I think it's just like the artfulness and the panache with which it's delivered, honestly, man. You know, like I can listen to Grave Diggers talk about why, you know, mutilating bodies, sure. fucking. And they didn't do that. Right. At all. You know, being the sons of Satan, fucking strapped down to the electric chair, you know, right. all this type of shit. And I'm like, yeah, dude, this is so fucking good. Right. Or like, you know, even even rappers that like, you know, are are not known for being hard, doom, whatever, talking about chewing up sucker MCs and fucking. Right spitting their chains out, whatever, you know? Like, I literally think it's just a difference of, like, I think that rappers are just, like, not not all rappers broadly, but the rappers that I'm speaking about who do this well are just operating on a total, totally separate echelon of, like, artistic, of artistic ability. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I think also, I mean, I don't know, um, whether or not the folks that are delivering, like, you know, like, that sort of shit are, are, are like, you know, coming day to day. Right. With like some wild ass shit. Yeah. I kind of give a little more credence to like, you know, I kind of give a little more credence to it than just some like, like white dudes that happen to live in the vicinity of a big city. Sure. But there's, but there's plenty of stuff that we've had on this show that falls into this realm that, that aren't white dudes who live in the vicinity of big city that are like Hispanic dudes who live in the hood in in LA or whatever, you know? And we've said that we've still said this is stupid and dumb. Yeah. I, you know, I I think it, I I don't know. I, you're right. You're right. Now, Now that I think about it, you're right. I do give more leeway to stuff in rap that I would not give. Like I hate, I'm not a big fan of like boast, boasting in rap period, but sure. it's, it, it's like such a long, it's, it's such a, it's, it's such a, uh, I guess like a foot, like a cornerstone of the form. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, you go back, to, it, it's such a cornerstone of rap. I hate boasting in hardcore. Sure. Yeah. Right. I hate it. Right. And, and it goes the same too with talking about like the streets and that sort of thing. Maybe it's because I'm a white guy and maybe I think all oh, black people live in like some crazy fucking, <laughs> you know, like wild west fucking, you know, gun right. fighting nightmare, right? Sure. Probably not. I know that's not the case, but like yeah, I guess maybe it's maybe it's the it's like the vestige of like that um I guess that uh that like that 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 chord, you know what I mean? Like the, the that 
yeah, it's all coming from there, right? You know, like sure, like sure. it's certainly not, you right. know what I mean? But like in general, I don't know, you think that you think that that form is just I guess um a little closer to like the violence of the streets maybe in the day-to-day sure. -day struggle. I think for me part of it cuz when I was thinking about this too, I was trying to like dissect. I'm like I don't think this is my own bias at work because like I I especially because I I play a lot of shows with rappers and stuff and have for a long time and like am more in that world actively than you are certainly. I, I'm not in anybody's world. You're not in anybody's world, right? Sure. But like like I said, like I've I've been in that world at, for a long time on some level. And like, <clears throat> I think maybe it's, it's because no matter how much I might step into that world, I'm really not of it. Like even like musically, like right. rap, like, I mean, I grew up loving rap and I would consider myself a very big, big fan of rap and hip hop in general. And I, I think I know a fair amount about it, but like, I'm still like at my core, not of that world. Like I'm a punk who also likes that stuff. Right. And when you, when you look at like a certain strain of like old head and rap, they reacted really adversely to like the dawn of gangster rap in the same way that we react to this stuff in hardcore. And I think maybe it's just because we're not of that world. So we don't have the same vested interest in it because there are people in like our general age demographic who have the same reaction to that type of shit within the context of rap. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like there are certainly, there are, there are various, uh, there's a diversity and a plurality of opinion within rap and hip hop about lyrics that deal with that content within that genre, just the same way there is in punk and hardcore. Yeah. So I think maybe it's just because we're not close to it. So we have no real dog in the race. Whereas with this, we're just like, I might have to fucking see this band. Right. <laughs> I might have to play right. with this band. Whatever. You know, also maybe because with a lot of rap, with certain exception, right? Like, yeah. like certain exceptional rappers, right? Sure, yeah, yeah. A lot of times I'm in it for the beat. Sure, fair I'm enough. in it for the production. Right, right. Right? Yeah. And especially as like the way, I mean, that that dude was over top of everything here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For you know sure. what I mean? Like I, I'm in it for the production. Right. And maybe while I would even forgive like silly street lyrics mm. if it were delivered in the style of hardcore that I enjoyed. We have done that before plenty of times, actually. Like when right. we listened to End It from Baltimore, sure. that sure. shit was on some bullshit like, if I catch you slipping in the street, right. I'm going to kill you. But we're like, this it bangs. Was, it was really good. Right, right? yeah, yeah, right? yeah But even, sure. like, even like classic, like, you know, U.S. hardcore, 82, you know, like, right, like right. classic hardcore. Sure. I'm much more forgiving because I like the music more. Sure. But with this sort of thing, number one, like I'm much more of the world, you know. Yeah. Of like punk and hardcore. Sure. So it rings all the more false for me. No doubt. Yeah. Right. Right. The music I don't find interesting. Period. Sure. F full fucking stop. This full fucking stop. Yeah. No, thank you. Mm -hmm. Right. The one thing I will say is I'm glad, like you said, they kept it moving, because I kept waiting for them. The way that he was going through the the the, the lyrics, I thought, oh man, he's really moving. And we got like a minute left. Ah, there's going to be like 45 fucking minutes. And just like <laughs> come to a dead stop, click, you know, and like tap, right. you know, count in the fucking breakdown and here we go. Sure, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That didn't quite happen. It was like the last 15 seconds. Right. So congrats, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, that, you, that, you, that you took something I wasn't interested in and made it into something that I fucking hate. <laughs> sure. Right? Yeah, yeah. That much. But like, yeah, the music isn't that interesting to me. Um, I'm closer to it, so, like, it rings all the more false for me. Right. You know? And uh, I I really don't, I don't like being around dudes that love this shit. That's, so th I was going to say that, too, is, like, I 
I there's a there's some possibility that I'm gonna run up against the goonishness that accompanies this stuff. Whereas like I never really in rare occasion do I have to confront the goonishness associated with like goonish rap. Right. Right. Like because I'm not in those spaces as frequently. Whereas in this like somebody in a band that we said something bad about might just decide to fucking hit me in the face at a show, right? right? I have to actually confront the bullshit goonishness of this stuff. So I think it's like I'm more sour to it because I'm just like, God, the the entire fucking like attitude and posturing that this shit engenders is like deeply annoying to have to navigate socially even. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like it just I wanna I wanna put a little footnote on what, what I just said too. Okay. Because Seth has committed a few things. And every time it comes up, make it seem like I don't like Seth. <laughs> right? I call him a fucking wimp. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to hang out with him. That's not true. I like Seth. Yeah. I'm always happy to see Seth. He's a fucking laugh. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But like in general, uh uh-huh. right? If I get in the proximity if I go to a show and a band like this is on the fucking bill. Uh-huh. I, I hate seeing those dudes at a fucking show. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. I fucking hate it. Yeah. And it gives me the same vibe that, like, years ago, uh-huh. I uh, I was supposed to do, like, a long-term sub at a high school. Mm-hmm. Right? And I hadn't been in a high school since, I, you know, I graduated high school. And even then, I barely fucking went. I went enough to just to make sure that I passed. Sure. Right? And uh, the moment I walked into that fucking door... The smell, the appearance of the fucking high schoolers, right? Everything about it just, like, made me sick to my goddamn stomach. Yeah. Right? And I feel the same way when I see these fucking knuckle draggers show up at a show. I'm like, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) Right. Here we fucking go. Yeah. Right? Just get out. Sure. Get the fuck out of here. Right. Get over this phase already. Yeah. Right? I agree. <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, man. I, I didn't like this. No, me neither. In fact, I uh, hope I never hear it again. <laughs> okay, there you go. All right, let's roll the dice to see if we get something that uh, that we like better. Five. Okay, five is Ancient Necromancy with their Diabolical Forest Alchemy demo. <laughs> so um, chances are no matter no matter which way this swings, we're going to like this better. You know? <laughs> mm. It's it's raw black metal, right? We're gonna like I this hope, better. I hope. I mean, I think by default, I like this I, better. By default, I, I'm going into this with more hope, right? But that, right. I could say that this, I might like this as much as I like the other one. <laughs> okay. It's unlikely that I would like it less, because uh-huh. that's almost the only thing lower than what we just heard. Right. Is like country, like especially pop country. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No. Right. Right. Absolutely not. Yeah. Right. Um, I will take, I'll take MH Chaos over, you know, whatever fucking country star is singing about Applebee's that we listened to last night. Right. Yeah. 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 Sure. Any fucking day. Yeah. But that said, you know, I am rather persnickety about black metal too. Sure. Don't fucking cry. Don't you dare fucking cry. I don't think this is going to be crying stuff. So um, I don't know where the songs begin or end. We're just going to have to use our intuition because it's just, uh, this is just a YouTube link in in proper raw black metal demo um, style. There's no band camp or anything. So uh, we are going to listen to the first song off of the Diabolical Forest Alchemy Demo by Ancient Necromancy, Accursed Wizardry.
Okay, so the <clears> song. <throat> Go ahead. Okay, so the song that we actually heard was Sigil of Baphomet. I won't uh, I won't subject you when I do the editing in post to Accursed Wizardry that was just like a two and a half minute long instrumental hey, intro. Wait. It's part of the atmosphere. I, yeah, I suppose so. But so 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 much of the time, the atmosphere are the bits of these records that I could kind of do without. Because the actual meat of the song, I liked quite a bit. I thought it was good, raw black metal. I read some of the YouTube comments of people saying it was, quote, insane. It's certainly not insane, right? It's pretty much a retread of something that's been been there more or less from jump with right. this particular form of black right. metal. Um, but it's but it's a style and an approach that I like a lot. I thought this is was, this was really good. This is to my taste in in regards to this brand of black metal. I think both of us, especially as I've aged, I I tend to gravitate towards like South American and Canadian stuff. The really fucking chaotic, wild, feral ferocious form of black metal the, the, more than anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do still like stuff like this, and I thought that was really capable and good. I liked it a lot. Yeah, it was fine, but here's the thing while this was playing, right? Because mm-hmm. that the sign of the Baphomet or the digital Baphomet is 5 minutes and 26 seconds. Yeah. Isn't a terribly long amount of time, right? Sure. This whole album is... 18 minutes? No, 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 no. This whole album is probably closer to, like, 40 minutes. Uh, the demo? The... Um, was this the demo? Yeah, this is the demo. Okay. Well, yeah, the demo is like 18 minutes long. Okay, well, whatever. The fucking, the fucking full length, right? Oh, this, so, so these songs found their way to a full length after this demo. I'm guessing. Okay. I don't know. I think that must be the case. You're probably looking at Discogs right now, presently, I yeah, would assume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is, the, so these songs were, uh, are off of the four song demo. I also want to acknowledge up front that this demo actually came out in July of 2020. So this is actually, this actually does like technically not make the cutoff. I just was not doing my due diligence and I didn't see how long ago it had come out. And this was also the first submission from the person who, who sent this in. So just for future reference, we try to make sure that everything is no older than a year old from the time of submission just so yeah. that we can keep stuff current so that's my bad but you know we already listened to it it's already on the show it is what it is yeah but. there you go it's the same it repeats on both sides i wasn't fucking reading okay um so yeah it's about 18 minutes right yeah but this kind of this five minutes and 26 second thing this was fine sure. i like this sure i listened to this right I, if you played this to me tomorrow right no way do i remember who the fuck this is <laughs> yeah sure that's kind of that, that's kind of a symptom of playing this this style of black metal. no way like there's there's nothing about this that makes it like Stand head and, bu- head and shoulders above. And we talk about no. this with hardcore all the time, but hardcore, we've pointed out, doesn't demand our attention that much. Sure. Right? Right. So <clears throat> you can, pardon me. There we go. You can play a million hardcore bands that all sound very similar, if not identical. Mm-hmm. But those little snippets are just nice little finger sandwiches, little, little tasty snacks. Sure, and you can also differentiate yourself within the context of that genre by just, you know, you got a catchy riff, whatever. A riff sure. will get stuck in my head. I mean, the entire nature of this music is that there are no riffs to get stuck in your head. Right, and right, I, right. and so, this, yeah, I like this. This is just fine. I don't, I don't care about it, though. I'm, I'm not, not g- going to pursue it. I'm not going to pay the $75 that this demo evidently well, is going that, for. That, that, that the vinyl LP, the 12-inch LP goes for. I don't know how much tape goes for. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, like, I'm not going to pursue it. Sure. I'm not going to, like, when when uh, somebody says ancient necromancy, be like, oh, man, that band fucking rules. You know right. what I mean? Like, I'll be like, yeah, that was cool. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine, right? But there's nothing... There's nothing about it that puts it head and shoulders above anything else. There's nothing about it that like made it stand out for me. Sure. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm. I'm not going to turn to this uh, before I turn to Dark Throne. Still. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, exactly. That's my point. So. So it's fine. But you know, 
cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not even, I'm not even a, to, to turn the turn to this before I turn to other contemporary black metal bands like Torture Chain or something. I just this was good, but but yeah, not enough for me to fucking buy the T-shirt, right? There's there's a million fucking bands. We are now entering, uh, you know, year thirty-five or so mm-hmm. of this. Sort of, well, maybe not year thirty-five, but in the low thirties for sure. Yeah, for shit like this, right? Yep. 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 Um, certainly thirty years past. It's like golden era. Yeah, and there's been a million fucking bands that do it for and, sure. Um, this is fine. It fits right in with the pack of a million other fucking bands. Indeed. Let's roll the, roll the dice, see what's up next. One. All right. One is Burning Wind with The Beast. So this is uh, this is the band that Gabe, formerly of Host, plays in, who uh, described it, like I said at the top of the show, as like Motorhead, New Wave of British Heavy Metal-influenced punk. Uh, like I said, certainly fucking looks that way. Um, the members of the band certainly look like they're playing in a band of that ilk. Um, and this is, they had a demo that came out in November of last year. And then this is just like a digital single that came out in September, which I think is like, um, the lead track off of an upcoming EP or something I think is what Gabe said. So we are going to listen to the beast by the band burning wind.
We just heard the song The Beast by the band Burning Wind from Massachusetts. How'd you feel about that, Nate? Not bad. Um, I would have... My 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 only gripe with this is the um, very forceful, angry vocals. Mm-hmm. I would have much rather heard a uh, calm, cool, sort of uh, sarcastic uh, Lemmy. Sure, yeah, yeah, right? I feel that. Yeah. I, w- I would have much rather referred to hear somebody just sort of like, you know growling along rather than and, and sort of crooning along rather than somebody roaring along behind it i feel that yeah for sure i think the vocals were probably the weak point of this for for me too but i didn't find them distractingly bad or anything they just weren't necessarily my preference yeah they weren't my preference this is fine um so you know like good harmonies and stuff in there mm-hmm. some good little hooks yeah um some good little leads but uh that that, that for me yeah. like i hear that dude in a hardcore band yeah 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 right I just feel like uh, you got to be a little smokier, a little cooler, man. Dude, just chill out. Right? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Just chill out. Um, I would say musically, I actually felt like this was some of the more capable metal punk of this variety that we've probably had on the show. I thought the harmoni- the harmonized leads were really good. The solo was really solid. Um, the riffs were catchy. I thought this got to the point. It didn't overstay its welcome. No? I liked this a whole lot. But, yeah, I think that the vocals did detract from it a little bit. But, again, that's just my preference. I'm sure plenty of people would disagree. Um, I, don't think that they, I don't think that they undermined the music in such a way that I wouldn't listen to more from this band. I certainly would. Right. Um, but, yeah, I think I, I more or less mirror your opinion on that one. Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good, though. Probably see them live, live if they came through. Yeah, for sure. Would definitely book this. Right. I dug this. This was good. Yeah. Um, all right, let's roll the dice. Seven. All right. Seven is Pig City from their split with ACDC. This band is from Phoenix, Arizona. Crusty, grindy, PV-influenced hardcore, metallic hardcore is what Zach said. And Zach said to him, this is this is his rock and roll-based hardcore shit that he never gets tired of. Whereas uh, for us, we've stated time and time again, this is stuff that we got tired of, I think, a long time ago. right? Mm. So um, he said if we had to play one song off of this, Fire to the Cops would be the one he would select. So we are going to listen to Fire to the Cops by the band Pig City from their split with ACDC.
All right, we just heard the song Fire to the Cops by the band Pig City off of their split with Antichrist Demon Core. Um, so I think that was also a melody where they put Mindless Mutant in there towards the end as well. Yeah, yep, for sure. I'm going to say that I like this. Okay. Um, I So, you know, yes, we've, we've talked about it, Fast Core, all that sort of shit, right? Mm-hmm. More because because it is a form that is so near and dear to my heart for the past 20 years. Yeah. I'm very, very selective. Yeah. Right. I ask a lot of this. I ask a lot of this. This didn't rely on so many of the tropes that I fucking hate. Yeah, had, for sure. It had, you know, just filthy chainsaw guitars. Yeah. Right. Sounded pretty good. I bag on about the mindless mutant thing, but I can see why. Cause it's a good fucking song. For right? sure. Yeah. But that, that's what that was. No doubt, yeah. Yes. Nevertheless, that got my head fucking going. Yeah, it right? did. Yeah. I have to say, and, and the vocal delivery stood out for me too because it didn't follow the stupid fucking tropes. It was super snotty. Right. And sort of, uh, you know, just like like alley cat. Sure, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I dug this. I'll probably, well, there's only three songs. Um, and one of them's a Ramon song. One of them's a Ramon song. I'm not going to listen to that because yeah. I, I don't really care about I don't care about anybody that's playing this. I don't care about their interpretation of the Ramones. No, not at all. Right? Yeah. Um, I'll listen to those that other song just to say, yeah, that was pretty good too. I'm not going to buy it. Sure. Because um, it's a split with ACDC, and I I, I think I have a, a, a couple things by ACDC, but mm-hmm. I, I, I never listen to them. Yeah. Right? Um, but I got to say I like that song. That, was, uh, that, that uh, made me feel pretty good um, and not – not just sort of rolling my eyes and irritated at um, how retreaded. Yes, it contained Mindless Mutant, but right. how retreaded it was. Right? Sure, yeah, I get that. Yeah, man, I don't know. I just, I, I was trying so hard to force myself to care about this because I think I, I can I can say, yes, objectively for the form, I think this is good. I honestly do. But I, I guess I just don't have, I don't have space in my heart for this kind of stuff anymore unless it's just really 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 good i mean i can count on one hand the number of new bands doing this in the last five years that i've given a shit about and one of them was basically just reunited fucking infest under a different name right right and the other one is regional justice center uh, and then the other one is fucking trevor you know from fucking x files x and mm-hmm. rival mob dude is a an incredibly good fucking musician and he puts out r- really rad shit so there's just not a lot of bands doing this kind of stuff that I that I can make myself care about, and I felt the same way about this. I didn't think it was bad at all. I thought it was, like I said, objectively very good for the form. I just, like, I didn't feel moved by this in any way. I don't know. I'm glad you liked it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say objectively very good. What I'm going to say is I liked it. It didn't, yeah. it didn't, it didn't, um, so many of the so much of the stuff that we listen to that calls itself PV and fastcore and stuff like that, yeah, actually makes me regret liking the form. Sure, right, because it seems like a, a cartoonish parody of itself. Yeah, but this yeah. is a band that if I saw them at a basement on tour, I'd be like, damn, that band was pretty fucking good. No doubt. Yeah, if I saw this band live and they fucking ripped, yeah, for sure, I would be like, yeah, this is good. This is solid. You know, right. I would I would have no beef with this at all. My pickup tape, you know, right. my pickup shirt. But, but yeah, on record, I just uh, I I just can't bring myself to give a shit. That's a flaw in, flaw in me, not in the band, right? This was good. Yeah, well, um, it's a flaw somewhere, right? <laughs> so let's uh, let's roll the dice one more time, then we'll we'll pivot and do some uh, some voicemails. All right, four. All right, four is uh, bad anxiety with their demonstration. So this is uh, this is a solo project 
from Hampton who plays in Judy and the Jerks and various other bands in Hattiesburg. Like I said, this is a just a home solo recording that he did uh, during, you know, quarantine, lockdown during 2020. And then I think it just recently finally got a tape release. Um, and I think there are still some copies left. So I guess I'll determine if I want to pay for um, less than four minutes of music Dude, based on the, what I The what first I song is 35 seconds. Yeah, for sure. 57, 45, and then a minute 36. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, you know, I support the Hattiesburg scene, so maybe I'll throw in my $4 if this is really good. So let's uh, let's listen to the first two songs because no matter what, I don't think 35 seconds is going to be an, uh, an adequate um, sample right. of music, right? right. So we're going to listen to No Shit and police by bad anxiety off of the demo. We just heard the songs No Shit and Police by Bad Anxiety off of their demonstration. So I really, really liked that. That actually, that uh, I do feel compelled to pay for less than four minutes of music right now because I like that a fuck ton. Um, I mean, I have an affinity for the Hattiesburg scene. We both do. We've talked about it on the show. There isn't a band from Hattiesburg that I've heard from this camp um, that I haven't liked quite a lot. Um, and this actually reminded me specifically of one of my favorite hardcore tapes of the last decade, which is the Matrix demo. Matrix demos straight up some of my favorite music put to tape in like literally 10, 20 years. I love it so much. I revisit it constantly. Um, and this really, really reminded me of that. I would not be surprised at all if Hampton was drawing directly from that Matrix demo as a reference point for a lot of this stuff, especially the the sort of like the stop and start with the fucking drum fills and that super reminiscent of Matrix. Um, yeah, I loved this. I, I got nothing bad to say about this at all. I, I liked it a lot, a lot. I don't know if there are any plans to make this into a more proper project, but I would really like to hear like a proper like seven inch, seven inch worth of material from this project. I would really like to hear 10 songs of this length instead of four. Uh, Cause the two I heard, I fucking loved. This is like exactly the type of uh, like snotty, fast, fucking early U.S. hardcore influence music that that attracted me to the genre in the first place. You know, this is like it still has one foot firmly rooted in like the punk, 
the punk ethos that guided early hardcore, which is the world that I came out of. So this stuff speaks to me both musically, uh, aesthetically, you know, in, in every regard. I like this a lot. How'd you feel about it? Yeah, I like I like this because, um, well, I mean, this is obviously what we listen, what, what we like the most. Sure. Well, certainly what I like the most anymore, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, we know that. We fucking know that, right? Right. This delivered more enjoyment in 36 seconds. Mm-hmm than ancient necromancy did in five minutes and 26 minutes yeah for sure five minutes and 26 seconds right yeah yeah like i don't know that just had me smiling more yeah i i felt like it was i felt like 36 seconds transferred as much information to me mm-hmm. with that first track yeah as five minutes and 26 seconds transferred to me yeah i agree it was like it was like um it was like a compressed file just exploding in my head suddenly. Right. Yeah. That's the strength of this form. Right. Yeah. Right. And and unlike uh, unlike uh, what is it? Mh Mh Chaos. Mh Chaos. Yeah. No pretense. Right. This guy sounded like a fucking wimp. Yep. Sounded like a true fucking wimp and a nerd. Yeah. Writing jangly fucking you know thirty year old hardcore. Right. Yes. Right. By himself. Mm-hmm. No pretense. He's just uh, whining and crying about the police and whatever else. Sure. Right from his, uh, I'm going to make some sweeping characterizations here just about hardcore in general. Right. Right from his white suburban station. (laughs) Sure. Right? Yeah. Well, I will say uh, Mississippi is largely not suburban. (laughs) My mom is from Mississippi. I spent a lot of time down there. It's not very suburban. You know what I mean. Yeah, sure. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. So, you know, it's just... uh, it it I, I don't know it doesn't it be, that 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 lack of pretense and that it feels so much more genuine yeah even if it is just aping something right sure um yeah it just was catcher I liked it better I'm not buying that mm-hmm. I see so here's the thing I'm taking a stand now <laughs> yeah I think you you've taken this stand before yeah but I I fell off the wagon a couple times right <laughs> yeah 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 I I think that we need to make a collective push for form, more meat on those bones. I agree, and I look. And the, I, only, the only way it's going to change is if we start boycotting shit like this. I, and as the, much as I like it, as much as I like it, I'm not going to fucking patronize you if you're giving me two minutes and thirty six sec- seconds, or whatever it is, on a fucking tape. And you're going to, tr- you know, I'm, I'm going to have to, you know, hey, I'm all for like the artists getting paid for their work. Yeah, but um, give me some fucking work. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I personally have, I, I, as I've, you know, copped to on the show before. Um, I've contributed to this, you know. I put out my home recorded solo solo hardcore demo that was like two and a half minutes of music on a tape. Um, I my the power violence band that I play in. Yeah, so I'm saying we like, did the same thing. So. Yeah, it's 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 a trend that has to fucking end because it's getting reduced reduced to an absurd level. Yeah, I, right? I agree. Because at this point now, I mean, I. I might as well hang on to the fucking rapper from the fucking Halloween candy. I eat. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Just for the moment memento. Yeah. yeah because yeah. that's all this is. Right. Right. You know, and, and, um, man, I have so many, I have so many of these little guys. I, I would, I really prefer my physical formats to be more than a token. Right. I, yeah. I don't want a hardcore NFT. <laughs> right. I want, I want, a, I want something I can right. put in my tape player and have it play for 10 minutes and, at and, least. And, you know? and, right. Right. And, and not have to like, you know, yeah. Get ready with the next tape in hand before I round the corner. For sure. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. So I'm not going to buy this. Okay. Um, 
And uh, I urge anybody else to um, <laughs> just just buy the fucking digital one. Uh-huh. Just buy the digital one. So as to not encourage this type of behavior. Give them your money. They deserve your fucking money, but don't sure. encourage this behavior, right? right? Give them four bucks for the digital. You know what? I'll do that right now. Check this out, <laughs> right? I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to be doing that anyway because I'm going to pay them to put this on the, you know, to put it on the show, so... Yeah, I'm going to do it personally. I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. There okay. it is. Digital album. I've never, I, this yeah. almost is anathema to me. Buying a digital album? Buying yeah. a digital version, right? But you believe in this, so this I'm principle. Going, I'm so going to, totally. I'm going to, you know, show my support. Right. Right? And uh, it's a, there's no minimum, but I'm going to do four bucks, right? Right. I'm going to show my support. But at the same time, at the same time, <laughs> I am not going to waste the vital, precious, limited resources that this planet has to provide us with. Right. To get to get me that fucking tape. <laughs> right. Yeah. So here we go. Four bucks. Check out with PayPal. Come on. You goddamn right. You recognize me in this device because I fucking use you all the goddamn time. Right. Here we go. Processing. And. Uh, we're clear. Excellent. Thank you. Your purchase is now in your digital collection, right? Well, Whatever that means. You got my four bucks. I enjoyed it. Um, no thanks on the fucking tape. Well, it's very affirming to me to know that I'm doing this podcast with a man of strong principle. There you go. So it's part of my, it's part of, I'm, I'm basically what I'm doing is this is like the warm up before my big turnaround come New Year's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're going to lean really hard into like, Total, total stoicism, right? You're going to be a new man. Mm -hmm. um, so real quick, before we transition to uh, calls, something just came across the came across my desk oh, as it we were. got breaking news. <laughs> Is it good news or bad news? Um, it's neither. It's neutral, right? It's not really news per se, but Skyler, my, my Travis Scott killed more. Is, <laughs> he has not. There's no more blood on Travis Scott's hands as of this moment anyway. No, my, my good friend Skyler, who plays in Who Decides and Highway Sniper and, and various other bands, he sent me this little snippet that, you know, both of us, I think, have even mentioned on the show before that the early Mastodon material, we like really bad or a really, uh, 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 like, like quite a lot, I, but they've been like really, it, yes. <laughs> they have been really bad for a long time. Um, Not to my taste for a long time. They have been intolerable for a long time, but this kind of endears them to they me. They don't know how to spell mother load. They don't or, or Mastodon. <laughs> um, so this kind of endears me to them. I'm, I, you know, I, I have bright eyed wonder, you know, once again, in my eyes over Mastodon, because in an interview here, it says Mastodon have apologized on behalf of member Brent Hines after he made comments about metal band Disturbed that included an offensive slur. Um, they, they said, quote, we don't talk about our feelings with, with each other. We just put them in the lyrics. Hines was a guest on Jamie Josta's podcast, The Josta Show, earlier this week, where he talked about Mastodon opening for Disturbed at Mayhem Festival in 2008. When asked if Hines had any bucket list tours left, he responded, No, I did a lot of tours I didn't want to do, though, like Disturbed and all that Mayhem stupid bullshit. Gay-ass shit. <laughs> so, so a member of Mastodon in the year 2021 went on record um, to describe Disturbed as gay-ass shit. Well, here's, you <laughs> so, know, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, here's a why, why? Why does anybody act surprised that that guy uh -huh. casually uses the word gay? 
uh, who knows, right? Why do his bandmates act surprised? Here's here's my you, thing. What you don't think that the rest of them have? Yeah, for sure, dude. <laughs> you don't think they're not doing it right now? Yeah, no doubt. Here's the thing. This is this is the key, and this is this is where so many people fail. Is if you just don't front, right? If you just put, if you if there's no disconnect between how you present and how you act in private you're not going to get caught up, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? You're not going to get tripped up. If somebody came out to today and said, uh, yeah, Greg Gordon was calling things gay, everyone would go, yeah, that's what he does that all the time. He's been doing it for years and worse. You know what I mean? No one would be surprised. You foster a, a rapport with the people who look to you to create and provide content that is based upon... That is based... Let's not act like saying the word gay is anything bigger than what it is. No, that's, not, that's not what I'm saying. Renowned, renowned icon Gregor no. uses the word gay indiscriminately and unapologetically, thus forging a brave new path for everybody else that he inspires. No, that's not what I was saying at all. What I was saying is like, if you make things of any of any type, right? If you're even remotely public facing, you have you have content out in the out in the world that people are going to actively consume, whether it's music or you're making a podcast or whatever. If you just strive for there to be very little discrepancy between how you are when you're not talking to random strangers, you know, between that and how you talk when you're speaking publicly, extemporaneously, whatever, off the top of your dome. There's going to be very little blowback when you say something like that because everybody already knows what's up. You know what I'm saying? The problem you get caught up when you're when you act like you're not that person, and then you say something that ultimately is not very offensive at all, and everybody has grounds with which to they have grounds on which to claim. You know, oh well, this person presented this way, but they're really doing this. Everybody already knows I say that, so there's no big deal. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah, I don't know, man. And this is like from Metal Injection, you know? Yeah, sure. So, you know, this I'm looking at this this fucking interview or whatever, whatever, this fucking article. I, there, it's all over. It's all over the heavy metal news sources, right? Right, sure. Metal Injection. Louder sound, right? Brett Hines says he regrets dis he, Hines disses disturb and comes under fire for homophobic remark. Like I Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> okay, cool. You know, I just, I just, um, I just, I, 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 who's, who's he coming under fire from? <laughs> right, yeah, right. Like, who's, who? who's holding the gun, right? Right, who's, who's holding the fucking gun? And why is a single person who knows who that man is surprised? Like, that's what blows me away is like, think about how little Brent Hines is in the grand scheme of things, right? Sure. Absolutely fucking minuscule. Yeah. Right? He could stand in the corner and scream horrible things, mm -hmm. right? And it don't make one fucking wit yeah. of difference. Not one. Yeah. Right? And then you have people that are genuinely fucking everything up. Sure. Right? Yeah. And... uh they get touted as fucking heroes, right? 
Right. You get people fucking doing the robot while people are dying in front of them. And folks still try to fucking, like, you know, step up for the guy. Yeah, yeah. Right? Right. You got, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing to me that you have, you have, like, real, like, and even Travis Scott killing a few people. I mean... I guess it's important for those people and their families, (laughs) right? right? But in the grand scheme of things, it ain't much, right? Sure, yeah, yeah. But, like, the world is fucking burning, and we get mad at Brett Hines for saying gay. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Don't you think that's punching down a little bit? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. For sure. (laughs) So so there you go. Breaking news news from the Mastodon camp. Um, let's, uh, Let's listen to some voicemails. All right. Yo, what's up? Um... So, I just wanted to add into the fucking goodwill uh, slander um, and just basically say that it's the same everywhere. Here in Arizona, uh, my wife works for them. And, uh, yeah, it's the same thing. They have uh, developmentally, mentally, whatever, disabled people. And uh, one of them in particular she was telling me about um, has been working there for 14 fucking years. And he just barely, barely got a raise to make him uh, a raise to the equivalent of minimum wage here in Arizona after 14 fucking years, dude. So fuck Goodwill, steal as much as you can. Try not to be dicks to the employees there because it's not their fault. Um, But uh, yeah, Goodwill's fucking, I don't know, man. Uh, Fuck that place. Also, uh, Sonoran Monolith on Instagram. Hit us up for Arizona shows. Anthony from jail, huh? Come on. I hit your email. Let me know. Um, but yeah, we just had uh, 200 Stab Wounds and Dare play this last week, and both shows fucking went off. It was sick. Um, and uh, yeah, just let us know if you guys need anything out here, and we'll be glad to book you guys. Uh, peace. All right, there you go. Uh, I don't really have anything else to add. I already went in on Goodwill, some confirmation that it's like that everywhere. And uh, once again, a plug for Sonoran Monolith, booking in Tucson. Glad the Dare show went off. I saw them in Chicago the other night. It was very good. My friend Aaron plays in that band. Um, Originally from Indy, used to play in a very, very sick band called Social Damage that everybody should check out. Um, and then, yeah, Anthony, if you're listening to this, and I know that you are, um, I guess guess hit, hit our boy back here and uh, set something up for Jell in Tucson. That'd be sick. So what what is Goodwill's – I mean, we know what their justification is for mm-hmm. not paying developmentally disabled people, you know, even like minimum wage. Sure. What? How the fuck do they – like – how like, do they get a, away with how? it legally? Yeah, uh, I think the legal the legal program or the legal loophole is that it's part of like a day service program that is usually provided. Like here, we have like um, I can't remember what it's called, but uh, it's like a day program that people with like high functioning yeah. um, disabilities can be employed, right? At least marginally employed. So it's kind of like a temp service. It's kind of like a temp service, right? In a way. Um, so it's like you know, I used to when I worked in this field or whatever, I had some clients that uh, were employed via that program, and for whatever reason, I don't know what the actual like legality of it is, but there is a loophole in place where those people don't have to be paid like a, a living wage. It's mm. pretty fucking bonkers. It is pretty bonkers. Cool, cool country, cool, modern, uh, modern country we've got here. Yeah. Yeah. Goodwill was always good for taking shit that, uh, that I couldn't put out in the trash. Yeah. 
you know? Yeah, just give it to them, right? We, we give, and even if they told us no, we just show up late at night. Yeah, sure, why not? And just dump it, right? And we, we dump like an entire fucking U-Haul full of fucking filthy for broken furniture off there one night because we didn't want to take it to the dump. Yeah. So we just th- like came by after they said no at like 3 in the morning and threw it all out there. Sure. Well, you got a bunch of developmentally disabled adults getting paid uh, $4 an hour um, hauling it out to dumpsters. So, well, congrats, you know. <laughs> um, all right, let's uh, let's listen to the next one. Hey, uh, I'm going to try and keep this concise and not ramble, but um, I don't remember if it was this podcast or the episode of that podcast that Greg guested on. You guys were talking about how, you know, um, it's really hard to be transgressive in punk music anymore because, like, you know, basically all the bad, all the ideas that are... Um, would piss actually piss people off or like fucking dressing up like a Nazi or some shit and like I don't to me that's like not even transgressive because like I mean I guess it is because it would just piss people off but like like when I think of like punk bands that were transgressive like um, Dead Kennedys or whatever like they had a point to what they were saying whereas I feel like if somebody who's not a Nazi just gets up on stage and fucking start Zeke Heiling, like, just be, you're just being a fucking edgelord. Like, it's not, it's not like getting anybody to think about anything, you know what I mean? You're just doing it because you want to fucking piss people off, which I guess is, like, I guess there's something to be said about that, but um, I actually do think that there is one way to be truly transgressive and actually do something that's important, Um and that is to address the kind of creeping, bubbling insecurity of the middle American that their child is going to be abducted by the Clintons or somebody. You know, this like fucking pervasive fear of like and like completely like misguided fear of like child trafficking. And, you know, I think that if somebody were to write a song about fucking a kid, that would be transgressive. So, um, yeah, to anybody out there who wants to be transgressive, there's your million-dollar idea. Um, I would do it, but I have people in my life that I want to look in the eyes again. So, yeah, um, there we go. I guess I'm a pussy, but if someone out there isn't a pussy, you can uh, take my idea. Have a good one. Bye. So it was on Kings of Punk that I talked about this We've most talked recently, about but this. we have talked about it on the show. We've talked about it to death. Yes. And and yes, I, I am largely in agreement. It's it's very hard to occupy a space that is genuinely transgressive, not just because people get mad at you and tell you no, but because like what is transgressive in 2021, right? And, and irony is completely dead. And irony is and, indeed, indeed completely dead. And man, I mean, I ain't trying to flex my fucking, you know, educated uh, white male privilege here. Mm-hmm. Stop being fucking prudes. Yeah. Right? For sure. Like, man, stop. Stop it. Please stop being fucking prudes and stop being fucking babies because, um, like, like I said, the world is fucking burning. Right. And we get mad over what the guitar player from Mastodon is fucking saying. Sure. That shit don't fucking matter. Yeah. No, not at all. Um, but yo, the suggestion is out there. Right? <laughs> if anybody wants to write a song about fucking a kid, uh, from this gentleman's perspective, 
that is a transgressive position to take. I would agree with you. But I think you do, you get at something that's very, that is very interesting and profoundly funny, which is that there is like that, I think that sex trafficking is like the satanic panic of our moment. Well, no, it's directly related to the satanic panic. Well, sure, right. It's an offshoot of that like satanic sex, sex cults in the government, you know, or fucking abducting, fucking I mean, and killing children. It's, sure. it's, it's just the next, it's an old one it's too. It's just the next evolution of shit that was happening in the fucking 80s. It, yes, but so, so the satanic government cults abducting and molesting children has been around for a fucking grip and is related to, like, the Franklin cover-up and some stuff that has seeds of truth in it where there was some really shady, gnarly stuff going on, and then, like, 75% of that story is, like, fabricated, insane conspiracy theory nonsense, right? So, like, most conspiracy theory stuff, there's, like, a grain of, of, of truth there. But um, but it's, it's, like, it's beyond just sort of, like, boomer boomer folks who are scared that like you know the clintons are abducting their kids i think it's like it's really pervasive because so many women i know like i see sh sharing like um you know like on instagram and facebook like posts about like you know somebody tied a zip tie to to my windshield wiper and i've heard that that's how they get you they distract you so they kidnap you um and like you sell you into sex slavery and shit and i'm just like these are made up stories like, yeah it's 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 bonkers it's bonkers as an individual thought. Yeah. And, you know, fucking going to go back to like when, I mean, Johnny Rotten didn't have anything to fucking say. No. Sid Vicious didn't have anything to say when he put a fucking Swazi armband on, right? Sure, yeah. Neither did Susie Sue. They no. were just young kids trying to be fucking, you know, edge lords. Right. 30 years after fucking World War Two. Right, yeah, 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 for right. sure, right. Like, they didn't have shit to say. Um, but, you know, it's just back then... Somebody might see, I don't know, a piece of tape on their window mm -hmm. and have some crazy fucking gang stalker private moment, right? Sure. And they didn't have immediate and easy access right. to a million other fucking whack jobs that might think the same fucking thing. For sure, right. It's like when everybody thought that, uh, I can't remember, Wayfair was selling child sex slaves. Right. based know? on the descriptions of their fucking furniture. Yeah. Or all those people that just lined up on the grassy knoll last week to watch a man that's been dead for 19 years <laughs> suddenly show up and announce that he was going to be Donald Trump's running mate in 2024. Right. And these people did it because they believed believe it right right yeah. like i might do something like that performatively for a joke oh for sure yeah i mean that sounds awesome but that's the thing like you can't even and that thing gets with this transgressive shit anymore you can't be transgressive because the crazies find each other right and they suddenly become this loud fake internet voice yeah where your meme suddenly becomes their cause for sure, yeah, like 4chan and stuff. I mean, you know, I, I grew up like frequenting 4chan to some so, to some degree, and like the memes on there spun out into like real, uh, like fully thought out and articulated political positions. You yeah, know what I mean? I mean it's th crazy. And we've talked about like if I had the interest in it, right? Yeah. And I guess the 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 um, I guess uh, <laughs> willingness to ignore mm -hmm. morality. Sure. You could totally take advantage of that. And oh, I, no and doubt, I, yeah. Sometimes I wish that I could. Sure. Right? Or just start like a meme that like the only way to escape the simulation is to insert gun, pull trigger, and you right. wake up on the other side, and it's fucking good. So like if you really want to fucking 
I don't I don't know what the red pill fucking I don't I, red pill is conservative right so yeah, if yeah. you really want to fucking red pill yourself right, right. there is a way to escape right, right? yeah 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 it's it, you that's that's why the NRA is promoting guns right that's why they want you to buy guns it's all part of the end they game. want you to escape the simulation and the rest of us right right the rest of us are still locked in the simulation where are your human batteries on the other side <laughs> I right. feel like you could get that, like, you float that idea enough anonymously, right? Like, sure, don't sure. say, <laughs> right, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that could get some traction. Sure, yeah, plenty right? of cults have committed mass suicide. Yeah, but, like, I don't want to be the one responsible for that. But if somebody were to run with it and sure. it happened, right. I would observe. <laughs> no doubt, yeah. Right? Right. But my point is, like, you can't, irony is dead. You can't do this shit anymore because there's always going to be somebody that thinks it's fucking great. Yeah, no doubt. Right? Yeah. There's always going to be somebody that's going to fuck great. And as far as you getting on the fucking boomers and the prudes and all that shit, that's why it goes so fucking hard on Christ. Like I said a couple episodes, give them a fucking reason to hate you because they're going to hate you no matter what. Yeah, for sure. Right? And that's why it goes so fucking hard on them. I'm always talking about, like, just keep pushing, just keep pushing, just keep pushing, right? Yeah. And, and just, yeah, like, justify it. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because, uh, I, I don't know, man. Maybe I should fucking insert gun and escape this goddamn fucking simulation. <laughs> I wouldn't prefer it, but, you know. Who knows? It might be true. It might be. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I was just watching a video about a guy who uh, who committed, like, a, a shooting in his workplace some years ago um, and then committed suicide who thought that he was going to um, go, he was going to join the cartoon land of Danny Phantom and become a ghost girl, like his favorite ghost girl crush. And you know that that involved fucking cartoons. Oh, yeah, it always involves There's fucking no cartoons. way that dude was not jacking off the fucking cartoons, specifically... Whatever sexy teenage girls were on Dan, Danny Phantom. Yeah, no doubt. It it, it always invo involves jacking it's, off to cartoons. Man. It's unbelievable how many dudes want to fuck cartoons. I count myself among them. I don't. I do. I there won't. was a time when I was a kid. Yeah. Right? Daphne mm -hmm. was the fucking hottest thing I'd ever seen. Yeah. But I was seven. Yeah. I mean, I'm 31 and I still want to fuck cartoons. I don't know if that means there's a mass shooting in my future, but based on the statistics. I think I think it just, I think it just, um, it sort of, uh. It betrays how easily our fucking lizard brains are are, 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 you know, tricked. Yeah, I'm just a, I'm just a, I'm just a meat machine, man. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I wonder, I wonder if there were like cavemen that found the curves on some tree sexy and were like jacking off. To the no fucking, doubt, dude. Like, look at the, like, there's a couple of like knots on the tree that look like boobs. Yeah, yeah. And he just decides to fucking rub one out looking for at sure, that tree, dude. thinking I mean, of his favorite fucking cave woman. All, all it takes for the wires to get crossed is to just, like, see the the right thing or the wrong thing. Yeah. Right? You know what I'm yeah. saying? At just exactly right. the, that pivotal moment where those wires can cross. Right. You know? right. Like, there's a tree that's got, like, maybe, I don't know, like a fucking woolly rhino. Right? Yeah. Came up and, like, bent a tree over. Yeah. 30 years prior, right? Sure. And this fucking paleolithic guy comes along. The tree got broken, but since then... It's healed. Sure. And it's kind of bent over, right? And where it was bent, some knots formed, and it looks like a rump. Yeah, right, right, right. right. And there's a hole with some sap coming out of it, right? It's and the it just stump. And it just hits him the right way. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's got to stop what he's doing. Yeah. Look around. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. The guy stop, stops what he's doing, looks around, fucking rings it out. Yeah. 
and then goes, he knows it's not a <laughs> real cave woman. Yeah, sure. Well, I can only But he sees that sa the sap hole is what did it. Sure, 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 sure. We've talked about the fuck stump. The, st the fuck stump has been in the lexicon of our of our in-group lore for yeah, many years. Yeah, but the years. fuck stump is just a stump that you know is a stump. Right, right. This one has at least some... <laughs> <laughs> right, sure, sure. So, I, I mean, I can only imagine just, like, the devious sexual proclivities of early man because, like, even in modern society where we have, like, some modicum of, like, self-awareness and, and awareness as uh, as individuals in relation to society, there are still people who beat off to, like, balloons and stuff. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? I know. So if, if you're, like, a fully self-aware and self-realized adult human who just, like, you know, ashamedly admits that you got to beat off to balloons... I can only imagine what the cave people were getting up to, man. <laughs> so what have they got anything done? <laughs> For sure. Yes. All right. Let's listen to this next message. Hey, um, yo, I think we're talking about this on the last episode, but um, I'm wondering what y'all's opinion are on exactly the difference between, like, punk and hardcore and whether, like, hardcore is inherently, like, a subcategory or, like, a permutation or offshoot or, like, a separate genre or even like separate social scene from punk uh it just like came up in conversation and we were like trying to figure exactly where the line is and you know like what it bleeds into other things either way uh i look forward to laughing at both of your obituaries uh fuck off and die uh thanks all right so i you know i think this topic has been uh, discussed to death by people who are probably far more qualified to talk about it than us. But, um, I mean, the, we, we, we actually, yeah, I, you might've mentioned it on the last episode. Maybe I know you mentioned it recently, but like early hardcore bands, like they didn't think of themselves as like hardcore kids. They didn't self-describe that way. They self-described as punks, right? They thought of themselves as playing broadly speaking punk music. I don't really think that hardcore sort of coalesced and came into its own as like a distinct genre until you got this sort of like hardcore revivalism of bands like youth of today and stuff who started to think of, of hardcore as like this separate entity and like a self-contained scene and community whereas the initial hardcore stuff was just a response and a reaction to like the the self-indulgence of classic rock and and in the same way that a lot of the UK punk stuff that they were aping was those bands saw the damned and then they they basically presented their uh their like specific interpretation of it right and it took many forms and then bands copied other bands and it became this sort of like snowball effect right so i think that early punk and hardcore there was very very little delineation in in the minds of like the people playing early hardcore but probably like i bet you the, the 1976 punks would look at minor threat as something like entirely different. So it probably very much depends on your perspective. I think, uh, I think it depends entirely on your perspective. We were talking to a friend of ours who teaches at school, right? At a, for a teaches at a school for children. Sure. Right. And, uh, the children at the school were saying that he doesn't know anything about punk cause he doesn't know who asking Alexandria was. Right. Yeah. And if you said the word punk, there's no way in the world, that the first thing that comes, not even, not even the one millionth thing that comes to my head is asking Alexandria. Sure, but but I would make the argument that that their interpretation of that and their perspective is just one that isn't informed and is incorrect. Because I think, but it, but but that's my point. Right, is it's all about perspective. 
Sure, but it, we we can also the, the terms mean less as we get further and further away, and it becomes that, yeah. more fractal, right? Sure, sure. Because if you say hardcore, right, uh-huh. the show that we were at last night, right, you tell you say the word hardcore to me, right, and you say the word hardcore to a dude that I saw that was wearing a power trip hoodie, mm-hmm. probably totally different things, potentially, yeah, for sure, right, very much, yeah. And the things that I call hardcore might be considered punk, sure, right. Here's my take. The closer hardcore is to punk, the better it the is. The better. Yeah, I agree with that largely, for sure, for sure. Um, I, and I think, I think we are in a moment where those two worlds uh, have less separation than they had probably in like the twenty to thirty years prior. In the niche that we occupy, for sure, I think there is less separation. I see a lot more. I see a lot more bands that may get may have even 15 years ago got written off as like oh well that's a punk band now they're playing big hardcore festivals i think like spy is an example that i've touted many times but like if that band came out in 2006 2007 they would have played no way fest they would have played chaos and Teos or whatever they wouldn't be playing this is hardcore or united blood or whatever the fuck else you know what i mean whereas now i think they could conceivably play any of those shows and people would be into it even a band like gulch would have been playing you know fastcore power violence grindcore shows 20 years ago and now they're like they you know they're breaking up but like they were a hot like hardcore band they were considered largely like a hardcore band that plays with right next to fucking mh chaos on a show or whatever so i think we are seeing like less genre division now and like we could go back and forth about what we think is punk and what we think is hardcore but largely it doesn't fucking matter in in, we're seeing less separation in the microcosm that we occupy which we acknowledge if you sell 500 copies of a tape right you're like fuck here i am back on lambgoat.com news right Uh uh-huh if you're looking for hardcore news on Lambgo, uh-huh. you and I have wildly different opinions <laughs> about what hardcore is. Yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah. Wildly different opinions. Right. So, you know. Yeah. So I guess I guess take that for what you will, right? In fact, our differences about hardcore are as wildly different as um, our friend's difference about punk is from his students who right. think that because he doesn't know what acting Alexandria is. Right. He doesn't know anything about punk. Sure. Yeah. Wildly. So it's all about your perspective anymore. For sure. All right, let's hear the next one. Hey, guys. It's uh, Joey from Death Packs. Um, a while back, Nate had mentioned that he had started Skyrim. Um, I was just wondering if he managed to get through it. I also just recently started Skyrim for the first time. I found it to be incredibly overwhelming, uh, but, you know, super, super fun at the same time. Uh, so, yeah, I just wanted to know... Uh, where where Nate was at with that. And the other thing, I wanted to plug a show, uh, Black Friday, November 26th, at the Muse on Main, uh, Death Tax is releasing our 12-inch, um, and we'll have our vinyl there. Uh, and it's a little, like, uh, you know, record release party. So uh, if anyone wants to come hang out at that, that's at the Muse on Main in Fort Wayne. Uh, the only other confirmed band right now is We Love You, and they fucking wreck. So uh, come hang out. Yeah, thanks, guys. So before you answer that question, I just want to uh, put throw my hat in the ring real quick and say that I don't think that Skyrim is a game that is designed to be finished. I think it's a game that's designed to be experienced. So 
I, I, I wouldn't really, uh, if you're still <clears throat> working through your playthrough, I wouldn't worry about like sitting down and like finishing the main quest. Like you can if you feel compelled to, but I think the appeal of that game largely is that you get lost in the world and you go do a zillion side quests and then you remember, oh yeah, there's like a main quest storyline. I can go do this. But like, I don't, I don't know. I, I've, I've put probably 200 hours of gameplay into that over the, over the course of my life, maybe more because I've played it on multiple systems. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's probably closer to three to 400 hours total. Sure. And I've never finished it, you know what I mean? Let's so. see. I haven't played it. I haven't played it for a while, but I've played it in 417 hours. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, that's a fucking lot of time. Um, <laughs> Holy hell! And uh, yeah, I beat it. Yeah, like you know, but like, yeah, I don't know. I kind of wish that the, the the main quest. I don't even give a fuck. About no, it. not at all. I've said before the fucking the the fucking uh, the uh, what what do they call the Skyrim people? The, the Nords. The Nords. Yeah, they're racist. They're racist. Yeah, right. And the and the fucking Imperials. Are hipper racially, yeah, but they're fascists. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. I don't want to be a bootlicker, but I don't want to be a racist either. Right, I don't want to be the one of them. I don't want any part of it. Right, sure, yeah. And like when I was playing, you know, I I didn't do a lot of missions. Right, I didn't do any of the fucking like assassin missions. Yeah, because I was like, and or any like the bad guy missions where I gotta go help the thieves kill. Because sure. like, I like these guys. Yeah, I go into this guy's shop all the time. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I yeah. like him. I like him and his wife. They're nice people. Why would I want to do that to them? <laughs> yeah, sure. Right? Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you? Right. And I and I so wish that I could kill. Like, why won't you let me kill the people in the Thieves Guild? Sure, right. It seems like there's a lot, like, in that town, where, as much as you played, you think I'd remember, but I don't remember the name of that yeah, fucking yeah. town, where the fucking Thieves Guild is. Uh-huh. It seems like there's a lot of loose ends. Like, they just decided <laughs> not, they, they said, you know what, the game's big enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're not going to, let's not, let's not wrap up these loose ends. Yeah. Because my wife, uh-huh. Noel, yeah. she's Always talking about what a fucking rat's nest, fucking you know, the thieves nest, the thieves go is, and how much she wants to go fucking put it to him. Yeah, we can't. Well, a lot of people complained about that actually because that you have a lot less agents. I mean, Skyrim was like a breakout hit because it's accessible to like you know, game to people who are not like dyed in the wool RPG players. So. There's a lot less player agency. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in previous Elder Scrolls games, like in Morrowind, which is where I started with the Elder Scrolls back in 2003, you could kill people that you, because there was no like, at, at, at that point, there's no quest markers. You didn't even have like a quest log. You just had your like diary. Yeah. <laughs> and you just got to go through it and figure out what the fuck you're doing. So you could, you could play that game like a fucking murder hobo and you could kill somebody that might be like a really important quest giver and you had no fucking idea. And then you just broke the game and you're like, well, that's it. You yeah. can't do the main quest line or whatever. And by the time they got to Skyrim, they were appealing to a lot more people. You know, they, the game design, it, it shoehorns you into making certain choices and shit. I could go on and on. I could, but you know, the longer I talk about this, I feel my cock receding into my body and my yeah. virginity re-emerging. So let's just say that I, before I played that game, I had not owned I had not owned a way to play video games. Yeah, or played video games for like fifteen years. Yeah, right. And 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 when private conversation, you always told me it's because you were afraid of the way in which it would consume your life. And now seeing that you have put four hundred and seventeen fucking hours into Skyrim, right. I can see that was not a hollow claim. It's not. I, yeah. it's it's bad, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've <laughs> since I've since played through The Witcher. Yeah. I got one last thing to do. I gotta go home. I gotta go home to my fucking vineyard in Corvo Bianco, right? Sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because my good friend Regis said he left he said he left a gift for me there. Right. Right? 
And uh, spoilers, the Duquesa dies, right? <laughs> yeah, she does. Damn it. I've tr- I, I tried all the different. I, I can't get her to live. Yeah. So, I, But I haven't gone home mm-hmm. because I don't. I wish the game was bigger. Yeah. Somehow. For sure. Even though it's sprawling. It's I, absolutely sprawling, but it's not sprawling enough. I feel the same way. That's because ultimately what I'm actually trying to do is to put my face, hopefully one day, just into the Fully. computer and be sucked yes. inside. Right, right, exactly. One day I hope to enter a dream from which I never awake. I, 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 yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I want to I be in a fucking Dire Straits video, except I end up, you know, I fucking, in, and dude, in The Witcher? Yeah. There's no fucking way I'm not moving to Tucson. Of course not, right? right? Yeah. I hate getting around Skellige. I right. fucking hate being in those fucking islands <laughs> because I can't go from one place to another easily. I hate being in Skellige. Yeah, it sucks. Right? I have to go all the way around the fucking island yeah. to get to something that's like just right fucking there in the map. Yeah, right? it's a bitch. Hate it. Yeah. Fucking hate it, right? I don't want to live in Velen. It's no. even called No Man's Land. Yeah. It's a fucking filthy swamp full of fucking peasants and hovels and stink. Right. Right? But I don't want to be in Novigrad or anything either. Novigrad's a bit, no. Yeah. A, you know, no. I want to go to fucking Tucson. Right? For sure. That's yeah. where I want to be. <laughs> right, no doubt. Right? Who wouldn't? Right. And uh, that's why I, I don't want to go home yet because uh, I'm not ready to retire as the Witcher. <laughs> that's right. right. I just started playing Pathfinder Kingmaker. Yeah. Like yesterday. Yep, which right. I have been eyeballing and thinking about it's, playing it's, myself. It's relatively cheap. It's right. a few years old. Yep, you know, so we'll see. But um, yeah, it's fun. I'll probably I'll probably um, mod the shit out of it. Yeah, and uh, go back and play replay it here. That's the only in way about to do it. Two years. Yeah, the mods when you can mod the fuck out of it. I mean, I already did kind of mod it, so yeah. like some. Yeah, but um, I'm gonna mod the fuck out of it. Word. <laughs> um, all right, let's uh, let's hear the next message. Hey, what's up, fuckers? Uh, it's Alex again. I just, uh, I had a funny story I just thought about. Uh, so when I was a younger dude, a young lad, and I was just a little me with little skinny jeans went to a No Effects concert, and uh, I got a No Effects merch. I got a, a, a snapback tab that said No Effects on it. It was the coolest thing ever. And I, about a week or so later, I went to the, this place, Kings Island. It's an amusement park, and I rode a roller coaster, and the hat flew off. And that's my No Effects snapback flew off my head that is right around the same time that whole fat records pop punk phase i was in also died it flew away with that weed just drenched hat that weed drenched no effects as it flew off my head on that roller coaster that's when like i that's also when that phase died and i just wanted to share that touching moment in a uh in a young punk's life you know what I mean? Uh, anyway, I'm, I'm rambling here. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, fuck you, Nate. Fuck you, Gray. Actually, don't fuck you, Nate. I have wild fantasies about you. <laughs> fuck you, guys. So not only is the loss of the hat allegorical mm-hmm. for the loss of his, uh, I guess, useful affection for uh, pop punk. Sure. Right? An appropriate time. The roller coaster itself is also an appropriate metaphor and allegorical for the ups and downs of life. Indeed it is. Right? And uh, you were you were climbing that mountain with your no effects hat on, mm-hmm. riding that wave of pop punk to the crest, mm-hmm. and then life took a turn. Yeah, right. Shoots and ladders, man. You went down one of those shoots. The hat came off. Life got real. Yeah, it's time to listen to grown up music. <laughs> That's right. Listen to some chokehold. <laughs> Precisely. All right. Let's hear the next one. We're going long tonight. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, I just had a quick question. What is the sketchiest venue? 
you've ever played at and uh what happened yeah just curious thanks uh well i i mean the answer for me is is uh when we played the berlin right when it was still uh it was still an outlaw biker bar oh it was like nazi bar yeah, yeah there were still like racist there were still some trappings of some racist shit going on and uh we covered uh nazi punks fuck off by dead kennedys and new Aryans by reagan, reagan youth. youth yeah and we're just like hey do something about it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So, and also I think that was the same show that our friends, uh, support the troops. Uh, their vocalist, Steven got butt ass naked and, um, was like sticking the microphone in the monitors. Yeah. Causing it uh, an ear piercing feedback. It's a trick that I enjoy. Yeah. It was great. Uh, he got butt ass naked, just cocking balls, dangling and swinging in front of these outlaw biker dudes. And, um, there are some people there that weren't stoked about what we were doing, but no harm came to us. No. I, I mean, we don't find ourselves in a whole lot of sketchy, sketchy venue situations. Really, I, I, we did a show at a venue in South Bend that was pretty. I mean, the folks were nice, mm -hmm. but it was it was kind of sketchy. Us, you and I? No, no. Oh, Daisy Cutter. Bend, yeah, and um, it was with Half Gorilla and so and um, who was it? Um, some bands from Chicago. Okay, and um, it's a fun show, but like. We showed up, and you could tell that the—I I don't know how this place ended up at this venue, mm -hmm. because the folks that lived there didn't really seem interested in it. Sure. And um, as the night went by, it got—like, everybody was friendly, but it got, like, w weird. Um, after the—I'll just say, suffice to say, I'm pretty sure that people were being trafficked in that place. Okay, in a re in a real way, in a real way, okay. or at the very least, yeah, that it was like some sort of like drug refugia for like runaways and and um, maybe like a a school for young girls. Okay, like it was it was weird, man. Yeah, that sounds insane. And I remember sitting on the couch afterwards, and we're just kind of like waiting to get the fuck out of there, and and people are and people are friendly and they're talking, right? Um, yeah, um, and these. Um, girls came down from the the upstairs that we did not know were there. Yeah, and they were not young like children, right? But probably not like adults. Sure, yeah, right. We'll yeah. say like seventeen and eleven months. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like and. and they came downstairs, and I was like, what the fuck is going on right now? <laughs> and they were, like, wearing, like, you know, like, belly shirts and, like, pajamas and stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, and one of them sat on my knee and asked me how old I was. Uh -huh. And I shoved her on the ground and said, old, and stood up and walked out of the house. <laughs> and, like, old, and I stood up and, like, walked, and, and uh, uh, we left shortly thereafter okay yeah that sounds sketchy I, as shit. I there was some there was some very weird vibes there happening like the weirdness kind of built as the night yeah. went on and that was like when uh when that happened yeah that was uh that was weird treasure town was also pretty fucking sketchy too yeah but the, that's only because of where treasure town was right, right no doubt yeah but you know some stuff got stolen out of the venue as the 
as the show was happening. Um, I, there were gunshots like literally a block away and no, around the Micah corner. and I were sitting in the front porch and yeah. we saw a woman and the child walk around the corner and then five gunshots rang out very close and they like two seconds later they came running back around the corner. So I was like, let's go inside. Yeah. But that's just because of where it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For there sure. wasn't sketchy shit happening in the venue. That's true. No doubt. But the venue itself was an abandoned piano factory on the south side of Chicago surrounded by that like was, a 10 foot high was, razor wire fence. It was idyllic in that regard. Oh yeah, it was fucking sick. But yeah. Yeah. But that wasn't sketchy in the inside there was there was another place that was super sketchy but nothing like trafficking young girls sketchy <laughs> right yeah for sure that's about that's like the height of sketchiness that was that was um that was extremely uncomfortable those girls must have had uh, zip ties tied around their uh, windshield wipers i really 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 yeah i was really grossed out and and like kind of getting freaked out yeah for sure i'm, I'm getting like willies thinking about it now. yeah i wouldn't like that <laughs> okay all right we got it probably should have called the cop <laughs> No, dude, then you would have been a fucking class trader. Yeah, I guess so. Yo, it's Cowie uh, here to drop some shows for the week. Um, come up, we got a tour on the 9th and 10th. Uh, it's going to be Dare and Life's Question rolling through. On the 9th, it's going to be Dare, Life's Question, C4, Zipper, and Panic Mode at the State House in New Haven, Connecticut. Uh, the next day, on Wednesday the 10th, it's going to be Dare, Life's Question, Sick Minds, Broken Vow, and Climb uh, at the Sons of Italy Lodge in Hingham. On next Saturday on the 13th, we got a couple shows. Uh, first up is Young Gov, Narrowhead, Gil Safin, and Crescent Ridge at Hardcore Stadium in Cambridge. Um, pretty much right across the street, we got Devourment, Outer Heaven, and Church Burn at the Middle East downstairs. Um, and then on Sunday, the next day on the 14th, we got a big show. Um, it's Pay What You Can, Restraining Order, Vantage Point, C4, Rule Them All, Pummel, Chaos Cross, Burning Lord, Ammunition, and Adrian at the Tribe Dream Arena in Brighton, Mass. Um, benefits from that show are going to the Transgender Coalition. So get out, support a good cause, and uh, see you in the pit. Um, all right, so there you go. There was uh, Kawi with his, uh, at this point, a pretty much weekly weekly show plug. Um, bunch of shit going on, which it sounds like you, you have, like, three different opportunities to see Dare and Life's Question in, like, central slash eastern Massachusetts over, like, a three-day period. So, I thought I heard C4 in there a couple times, C4 too. was also in there a couple times. I just saw Dare and Life's Question. Uh, like I mentioned I already, I saw Dare, but, yeah, Life's Question was on that Chicago show that I saw as well. Um, and, uh, they were really good. Life's question is a cool band. Very good life. So yeah, catch any of those shows if you can. Then we got, uh, we got two, two, uh, D Smokey Johnson calls back to back. We got a minute long one and a 20 second long one. So let's just, let's just hit them back to back and then call it. All right. Hey, uh, I just, this is, uh, you know, D Smokey Johnson. I just wanted to call in response to the guy that was, uh, talking about social clicks and hardcore and, uh, you know underground music as it were uh and how it seems like there's always a fucking cool kids club um uh, i just want to let you know d smoky johnson has a proper uh countermeasure for people like that and it's just clowning on them and being a dick to them making fun of them in public uh poking at them every chance you get uh you want to go to their shows try to sneak in and not pay and then you want to heckle them and ask them why they sound like hate breeds in between every song uh, tell them they're bitches, you know. Uh, you could do the the trash talk thing, piss in your mouth uh, while they're playing on stage, or you could do the turnstile thing and uh, 
take a shit on the stage while they're playing on the stage. Anyway, basically what I'm saying is be uh be as, you know, volatile towards those people as you possibly can. Try to make them fight you. That's what you want to do. You want to try to make them physically altercate with you. Good luck. D. Smokey Johnson again. I'd also like to add that Military Gun is not a good band, and shorts are a totally acceptable thing to wear on stage, unless you look like shit in them. Uh, so, yeah, let that be an example. Just start shit. Start shit with people don't, who don't know you in bands that are bigger than your bands. They'll want to fight you. Come fight me, guy. Fuck you. All right. <laughs> okay, there you go. D. Smokey Johnson coming with some strong <laughs> some strong he heel to, energy. He needs to get some of that fucking drank, I think. <laughs> he does need to get some drank in his system. Um, I'll, let me just cape up for Military Gun real quick. I don't know if, if D. Smokey Johnson's critique of them was in earnest or not, but I really love that band. I think they put out two of the best seven inches of the year on Convulse and uh, – they played the Chicago show that I was just talking about, the Life's Question and Dare were on, along with Fiddlehead. They were really good live. I saw them at Convulse Fest. They were really good. We listened to a song of theirs on the first like demo that became the 7-inch, My Life is Over, and I thought it was pretty good. It's Ian from uh, Regional Justice Center's project. And then these most recent two 7-inches, I think, are like head and shoulders above that first one. Really, really fucking good. Um, yeah, I, I got, I got no beef with that band at all. I think they're, I think they're fucking excellent. So, um, but also Ian has said and stated various times actually on our show that, um, if you, that you shouldn't wear shorts, if you're playing live in a band that it looks fucking stupid. Um, D Smokey Johnson contends that you should only wear, not wear them if you look dumb in them. But I guess my counterpoint to that would be that most men do look stupid in shorts, period. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, so. I kind of don't wear shorts very often anymore. Yeah. Um, I wear, you know, I, I work outside in the summer, so it's hot anyway, so I don't really care. Right, sure. But, uh, yeah, I don't because I look I look bad in shorts. Yeah. You know? A lot of people look bad in shorts. And they... Um, the fatter I get, the worse I look in them. Well, that's the thing. You know? That's the thing is because I'm fat. Yeah. And my legs are big. Sure. And um, I don't look good in them, man. Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't look good in most clothes. <laughs> I but I look, look great. but I look worse naked. So, <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, I, I'll, dude, I, I can, look like a fucking caterpillar naked. <laughs> I can be thinking I'm looking pretty cool, and then the minute I strip down, I'm like, ugh. Yeah, I, I, I look like a fucking, I look like a like a like a bloated fucking river corpse naked. <laughs> right? Yeah, I look like parts of me are like about to slough off. Right? Yeah. So I was thinking about the, 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 the trafficking in that house uh -huh. and how I should have called the cops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I probably should have. Yeah. So there's been a few times in my life where I, I look back on and I think, I probably should have done more in that moment. I didn't rise to the occasion. I have some moments like that and, for sure. And do what what needed to be done. Right? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, once, while, uh, dro while in college driving... Uh, up towards Central PA uh -huh. through Amish country. Uh -huh. Oh, you told me about it. You, you've mentioned this on the show. Yeah, did I? Yeah. I saw some Amish people fucking their horse hauling ass down the road, uh -huh. and they were freaking out, right? Yeah. And I was going the other way, yeah. and I kind of looked in the rearview mirror, and the, the horse made like a uh, sharp turn off the road, like off a hill. Oh, you didn't tell me about this. I thought you were talking about when you were working up that way, and you, there was the young woman in the car with the man. Oh, that's in West Virginia. That, okay. was, that was also in college, but... Right. Um, no, and, the, the, and I, I had places to be. Like yeah. I had a date that night. Right? Oh, yeah, of course. I had furniture to deliver to a field house so sure. that we had a place to sleep while we were doing research, and mm -hmm. then I had to get back 
two and a half hours to uh, get back for a date. It never happened anyway, so who cares? Sure. Um, but um, I was going down the road. Mm-hmm. Amish fucking cart coming right at me. I mean, horses hauling ass, right? Yeah. Hell bent for fucking leather. I, I, I don't know what got up them, but they were maybe hungry for hay or something, <laughs> right? Yeah. Hauling ass, and you never see the Amish horses hauling ass. No, you don't. And the Amish people in said cart were wide-eyed, and the guy is, like, thrashing the reins around. Yeah. And at first it kind of looked like he was, like, you know, come on, yeah, like really trying to fucking whip those horses to get in the fucking Punxsutawney, right? Right. Because that's where it was. It was near Punxsutawney. Yeah. And, uh, and, but as I watched, I, it was not, like, excitement. It was, it was terror <laughs> that was on the faces of the people in the fucking cart. Yeah. And, like, they're, like, holding on and yelling and, like, hang, like eyes wide. And I and I watch him go by, and I, I kind of like, huh? Maybe they're maybe they're not having fun. Yeah. And the the cart makes a sharp turn, uh-huh. like off. We're like it's very hilly. Yeah, Central, very. You know, you know, it's pretty hilly there. Yes. Central PA, and uh, it makes a sharp turn off the fucking road toward like a steep embankment. Yeah. And I watched the horse do that, and then I went around the bend. So I never actually saw the cart plummet off the road. Uh-huh. But I had places to be. Sure. I kept going. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right? And I got a little ways down the road, and I thought, I wonder if I should go back. Yeah. And I thought, somebody probably already is back there helping them out. <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm sure that somebody's already, you know, if something bad has happened, Somebody stepped up, and it's not going to be me because right. I got places, and I kept driving. So I think about those Amish people sometimes. Yeah, who knows what happened to them? Sure, I think about the girl in the uh, passenger seat of the Franken truck, right, back in the middle of nowhere in West Virginia, with the man that looked like a, uh, well, exactly like a hillbilly Elvis impersonator. Sure, right? yeah, he looked like exactly like one of the uh, fucking wonderful West Virginia, you know, whites. Yeah, it looked like a squid billy. Right. He looked like a squid billy. He looked he looked just like a fucking living squid billy. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. And he's going down the fucking I'm the only one for miles in any direction, as far as I know. Here comes a truck back in this old logging road on private logging company land that nobody's supposed to be back on except for me, because I'm doing research. And uh here he comes around the corner, looks at me, gives a little bit of a knowing nod. Mm-hmm. <laughs> girl in the seat next to him does not give me a nod but instead is looking at me wide-eyed yeah and i go (laughs) it was like 1998 there's no cell phones right yeah i'm fucking like 19 years old well not 19 i'm like 21 yeah what the fuck am i gonna do sure right yeah so i just kind of say it's fine I'm sure everything's fine. I'm sure they're well equipped. I'm sure everything's fine. I don't. I. I. You know what? I don't. I don't need to. I don't need to do what I was doing back here right now. Anyway, I can just leave. It's fine. I'm sure it's fine. So I left. Yeah. I think about that sometimes, right? Right. I should have done something at that moment. Uh-huh. And now that I think about it, I probably should have done something with the with the fucking trafficking in that house. Yeah. I don't know what. Like just. Hey. Um. Young girls in a house. I don't know what's going on. Go check it out, guys. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, sure. It's really weird. Um, I have <clears throat> one that really comes to mind for me, and luckily there were people that, that were on the scene quickly, but myself and a friend who I won't incriminate were driving home from work one day um, after a long day in the in the machine shop. And um, as we were at a stoplight, uh, there was an old woman walking 
who just dropped to the ground like a fucking, just a sack of bricks yeah. and started convulsing. And we were bearing witness to it. And we were like, oh, oh no, I think that lady's dying, <laughs> you know? And uh, my friend was like, should we do something about it? And I was like, I don't, I don't know what we could do. I, I guess let's call an ambulance perhaps. Um, but, you know, beyond that, what are we going to do, right? You know what I mean? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to help someone who's having a seizure. Call an ambulance. Maybe in death throes. Wait by her side and make sure that nothing happens sure. until the ambulance arrives. Yeah, but, you know, in the moment, I just was like, I don't know how we can be of help here. You know what I mean? I was just like, it just didn't dawn on me. Like, how can I be useful here, right? Mm-hmm. That's the first question I ask in a situation I like think, that. I think, I think that that, so, um, I think it's pretty cut and dry how to be useful there. For sure, but I just like when I'm when I'm confronted with it in the moment, it just didn't dawn on me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I just didn't know. Like I I, I just I lost my land legs. I just was I was just yeah, like, we, hey, everybody's got a plan till they get punched in the mouth. For right? sure, <laughs> exactly right. So as we were on the cusp of inaction, luckily some more decisive people stopped the car <laughs> and helped and assisted the woman and, yeah. and dialed the emergency services. Yeah. But I do reflect upon that often and think, man, I was really useless in that situation where that woman was maybe in the, the last moments of her life. Yeah. Here's here's a grim tale for you. Okay, we'll end the episode on a grim tale. Here's a grim tale. We got a couple texts, too. Oh, let's, well, let's we, read the text. And we have, I think we have one text. Let's read the text, and then I'll tell you some grim tales. Oh, no. So Jeremy says, just picked up two Kong Kong tapes. When I submitted that EP, my hope was that you guys would like it enough to release it stateside. So when you announced that you were, I was very stoked. Thanks for all you guys do. Signed, Jeremy. Nope. Yo, in the, for future reference, I think that if we put out a band that you submitted to the show, you, you're entitled to a free copy. Yeah, I feel like that's a good, that's a good, yeah. You know what I mean? So so if that happens again to whoever submitted it, just reach out to us. We'll, we'll just send you a copy. Right. Thanks for picking up a couple of tapes. And I will, I, I will mention, I'll put the link again. I think that the Kong Kong tape is like maybe our our best-selling tape so far. People seem really amped about it. A lot of people have bought like three or four copies of it. So, uh, you know, they're ostensibly they're buying it for their friends or maybe they're hoarding it so that <laughs> they can sell it on Discogs. Yeah. I don't really know. Yeah. Um, but also the the new Kong Kong EP, I think, is up for pre-order now. So, so go get that too. Yeah. Um, and then the other text that we have is just somebody saying uh, Sad Wings of Destiny. Is that Larry Gargas? That's an area. That's a Larry Gargas area code. That's probably Larry Gargas, yes, saying Sad, Sad Wings of Destiny that's is his, his uh, favorite Judas Priest record. There There's not go. really a wrong answer for, for a, a pretty long run of albums there. So, right. yeah. So, oh, yeah, so here, here's, here's a grim tale, right? <laughs> okay. My, my dad is a Vietnam vet. Yeah. So there's a certain there's a certain baseline grimness that comes with dysfunctional Vietnam vets. Oh yeah. I live now, next I'm not to saying one. that all Vietnam vets are dysfunctional, right? But many. But my dad and his buddies are. Sure, yeah. Right? And um there's a there's a baseline dysfunction there. And uh when I was young we went to Washington DC. Mm-hmm. To go to the Smithsonian stuff. Right? I, know, I know this story. And this was at the height of, um, well, it wasn't at the height, but it was, um, let's just say that my dad's relationship with his second wife um, was like a, a, a like a plateau of hate. Yeah, right? sure. The, the hate was at a very low point early on in their dating relationship. Mm. And then shortly thereafter, it sort of plateaued. And yeah. then they got married at the, at the peak of the hate. Yeah. Right? There were extenuating circumstances, right? Sure. Like, Why else are. would you marry someone you hate? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Sure. 
And then that plateau of hate lasted for about 11 years. Yeah. Right? Ups and downs. But this was pretty This was pretty level, flatline hate Yeah, for 11 years. Right? Sure. And the hate is not, a, is not an overstatement in any way. Right. Right? Um, and uh, we would go on family vacations, and they never turned out well. Sure. <laughs> they never my dad, they? my dad tried his best. Yeah. Right? But it never turned out well. Yeah. Right? There's always a black stain upon them. Right? Yeah. On this one, um, on this one, we had a um, a week of hate in Washington D.C., <laughs> and so my dad decided my sister and I were going to go to see the Smithsonian and, and go to the mall in Washington D.C. Yeah, right? and do our own thing and try to get away from the hate. Uh huh. We rode the uh, we rode the under you know with the metro. Yes, the metro. We get off the metro in the morning, right near the mall in mm-hmm. Washington D.C. And there's a homeless gentleman yep. in the rain. It's pouring fucking rain. Pouring fucking rain. There's a homeless gentleman slumped over with a sign that said, please help, or something like that. Sure. And it's like seriously like like a fucking, um, it looked like an album cover for something that would have been released on like, I don't know, um, what's that fucking record label from Gainesville? Uh, no idea. No idea, yeah. Not no idea. Anyway, it looked it looked like something you might see in like a fucking like '90s hardcore fucking like you know socially conscious hardcore album from fucking. Were you thinking of Ebullition? Ebullition. Yeah, they're I've, they're West Coast. West Coast. Yeah. So it looked like a fucking <laughs> like this guy is like it's, not, it's horrible. Um, he slumped over this sign. It looked like a fucking album cover or an insert for something on like a Born Against record or like a fucking Ebullition, right? Yeah. I'm like ten. Yeah. Right. Walk by. My dad looks at this guy. It's dumping fucking rain. He's sitting in the rain. He's sitting in a position that seems impossible for a person, mm-hmm. skeletally, yeah, to sit. Sure. My dad looks at him and he goes, "I remember him saying this distinctly to me and not my sister." Yeah. Pretty sure that guy's dead. And we just keep walking. Yeah. And we go and do our thing at the fucking Smithsonian. Right. All day. <laughs> All fucking day. And then we come back to get on the metro at the end of the day, still dumping rain. He's still in the same fucking position. Yeah. Except now his umbrella has fallen over and is like five, six, seven feet away from him. And his sign is laying face down in the fucking rain. Yeah. And my dad goes, yeah, he's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that story before. That is indeed a grim tale. That is a fucking, that is a grim fairy tale there. <laughs> yes, it is. So. so can you blame me? Can you blame me for not following up on the the Amish people that I thought were having the time of their life? Right. <laughs> You're just cut from the same cloth, right? Yeah. Okay, so to wrap up, let's uh, let's just do the normal housekeeping stuff. If you want to submit music, it's demolistenpodcast at gmail.com. Just make sure it's a year or less old from the time of submission. If you want to become a patron, it's patreon.com slash demolistenpodcast. Um, thanks to everybody who subscribed over the last couple months. Five bucks and up gets you access to all of our bonus content. Ten bucks and up gets you access to bonus content plus all the releases that we put out. I'll be getting Kong Kong tapes in the mail here this week. Um, and then last up, uh, if you want to call in, it's 260-222-8341. Nate, you have a point? I, I do want to point out to my dad's credit. Yeah. He didn't leave it at that. He did tell a fucking cop that there's a dead guy. 
when we got down in the station. I'm sure the police treated treated that man's corpse. I'm, with just the saying, I, I'm saying that like my dad, <laughs> my dad to his credit did not let that slide. Sure, <laughs> right? Yeah, 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 yeah. He did. He did tell a cop that there's a dead guy up there. He's very, and he's probably been there all day. <laughs> Fair enough. They at least got the body out of the public eye, right? Yeah. Probably dumped it in a fucking trash can. It's just what a what a fucking world, right? <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Um, sometimes I forget how jaded and cynical I am because we, I was in Chicago a few days ago and like Zave and my girl was like seeing tents eddies and stuff. And she was like, Oh, that's so sad. And I didn't, I didn't even register. I was like, what's sad. She's like, those guys, they have to live in a tent. And I was like, Oh yeah, yeah I guess that is pretty sad. Yeah, it is really fucking sad. <laughs> I guess right? that is pretty fucking it's sad. It's really goddamn it? fucking sad. But you know what? You ain't laughing, you're crying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no doubt. What's almost as sad is how um, deeply buried my empathy how just is. <laughs> inured we have become to the situation. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, um, yo, thanks to everybody for listening. Um, so after an episode like this, I often wonder why it is you do. But <laughs> God bless you for sticking around. We'll catch you on the next one.